Hey everyone, Tim Rooney here, just to give you a little update and a little message before this podcast actually begins. Uh, this is not actually a new episode, this is actually an older, an archive episode that when my podcast was on a different podcast network, uh, I did this episode. And the reason why I'm putting this up here is because I haven't produced a new episode in the, like the past two weeks. The reason for that, um, and I didn't want you guys to go too long without any new content coming from the show, because I like you guys that much, so that's why this episode is going up again. I hope you enjoy it. But the reason why I haven't been able to produce any new shows is because last week I was supposed to guest on a, another podcast, uh, and this is a recording of August 6th, 2017. I was supposed to record a podcast last week, and I didn't know what exactly day it was going to fall under, so I just left the week completely open, so didn't schedule any recordings for that, as well as I was doing a few video projects, uh, one for a actually making a trailer for my YouTube channel, as well as developing a bunch of other stuff at the same time, so that was taking up a good amount of my uh, uh, free moments whenever I wasn't working, as well as that um, I actually went away for a quick uh, weekend getaway with a few college friends in upstate New York, so I needed some time off, so I was like, you know what, I'm not even going to bother with anything, but... I don't want you guys to go too long with that new episode, and technically this is not on this feed, so it's new to you. And so I hope I, I hope you enjoy it. I recorded this, uh, I guess, a little over a year ago at this point with my buddy Mike and I, and because we both like Batman Forever, so I said, let's do a commentary track to it. And we, we, we do make fun of it, we do acknowledge the problems with it, but we also, at least I still enjoy the film. I know some people don't, well, actually a lot of people don't, but that's their prerogative. But I hope you enjoy our musings as we go along through it. So I hope you enjoy it, and uh, new content will be coming from this show very soon. We got a lot of Star Wars stuff, we got Harry Potter stuff coming on the way. As well as more horror stuff as we get towards closer and closer to Halloween. I hope everybody's enjoyed the most recent episode of the top 15 favorite horror movies between Andy D. Genova and myself. And I'll stop rambling now. And so, Tim from the past, take it away. <laughs> Anything Goes, the best geek podcast broadcasting from Long Island, New York. I'm your host, Timothy Rooney, and back with me again is my first guest on the very first episode when we did the Raw Meat review. It's Mike Wilson. Don't forget the best guest. I, I wasn't going to go that far. Guest. I, will, I will, though. You, I you, you'll say you're the best I will, guest? I will say I'm the greatest of all time. I'm the James Brown of podcast guests. <laughs> all right. Um... Much like the last episode where we did a commentary track to a popular movie, we're going to do another one for this week. But instead of doing a Steven Spielberg movie, we actually are doing another action blockbuster, but we're doing something to uh, commemorate the 20-year anniversary release of this movie. What movie are we doing today? We are doing the Joel Schumacher classic, Batman Forever. Oh. I, I know he's not up there with Spielberg, but... Uh... No, but he's done really good, <laughs> enjoyable movies, and I think this is one of them. 
Yes, I, I enjoy this movie thoroughly. Yeah, um, and I have several opinions on this one as well as the entire those four movies in general and just Batman in general overall. So, if you want to sync up your own copy of Batman Forever with this podcast, put it in, whether it be DVD, Blu-ray, or digital. VHS, VHS, Max, Laserdisc, get it past, real to real. Get it past all the menus to timestamp zero and press play when we say so. All right. Now, Mike, are you ready? I am ready. All right, everybody. Press play now. One Brothers logo is up, so you know that it's rolling. Mike, when was the first time you saw this? I actually got to see this in theaters 20 years ago. Old man. Shut up. <laughs> Child. I got to I'm see only this. only a couple years ago. I was picked up by uh, one of my aunts. I thought you used to say picked up by a prowler or something like that. Well, maybe. And that came later. My aunts picked me up from uh, my old daycare. I was at, I was 10 years old. Mm-hmm. Went out to the theater. Uh, I got to see this opening day. I was completely freaking psyched for this. Um, in- interesting personal fact, though. I'm yeah. currently working for the school district I grew up in. Right. And about a month ago, when the 20th anniversary of this came, I was actually working at the same school that I was picked up from, so... That's a little... That's a little bit... Oh. I was in the same place I was 20 years ago. <laughs> Weird cycles like that. Yeah, why not? And this is like... They're kind of aping the, uh... Richard Donner Superman, uh... Intro, like here, with having all the... Names of the, uh... People involved fly towards the screen. Batman Forever fades on... And... Suit-up time. You know, there's like she spoke... An alternate... Uh, intro to this. It was filmed. Right. You can see it in the Kiss from a Rose music video and also in the comic adaptation of uh, Two-Face's Breakout where... Really? Uh, yep. Where the doctors go to his cell mm-hmm. and they find he's not in there. They find a security guard hanging from there and written in blood on the walls, the bat must die. Huh. And that was cut, obviously, for violent reasons. I but feel like... St- the, the, the actual footage of it is in some of the music... Music video tie-ins to it, this. It wasn't involved in any of the extra features on this scene. It might have been as a deleted scene. Okay, because deleted scenes is a big part of this movie. This, Yeah, deleted scenes, deleted subplots, but we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. And how we set the tone of this movie is with... Uh, McDonald's. McDonald's. McDonald's references. Of course, oh, McDonald's, McDonald's references. references. So, as Batman speeds off to deal with the, uh... What are your thoughts on the new Batmobile for this one? I I understand why they did it. It just feels like, as in, like, Roro's past camera right here, it looks like it's, like, maybe 100 pounds. It looks really light. It, it, it looks, looks a little plasticky. It does. I mean, and I had the plastic toys. I had, I, 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 I had um, die-cast metal uh, Hot Wheels of this. I had a little... Actually... Oh, I wish I... I forgot, because we're actually drinking water as well as to keep ourselves a little hydrated while speaking here. I still had my Batman Forever McDonald's glass that they had out for the Happy Meals. And this is the only good moment, well, no, I don't want to say the only good moment, but it's the only Harvey Dent moment until the end of with Two-Face right here, that we have the actual duality. And that is clearly not Billy D. Williams. No, that is not Billy D. Williams. Well, his star kind Maybe of... Maybe he had the Michael Jackson disease. <laughs> his star had slightly faded by the time this was released, because he wasn't... He was pretty much doing Colt 45 ads. and You think TV if he movies. was still Two-Faced that he would have like a, a weird like dual Colt 45 bottle that would be made out of like two different color glasses? Batman Colt 45. That security guard I think is the worst character in anything. <laughs> I would not hire him to walk after my goldfish. Or <laughs> <bang>. <laughs> but you can tell he was... Just, just 
I it's the overnight shift, for sure. The overnight shift. I don't know if it was a casting situation. I'm not going to say anything about the man's acting skills in general, but just how he was written and how he acted. It was definitely where you could tell you were dealing with a completely different type of Batman here. Yeah. Even if it was continuing from Tim Burton. However, I, I feel like I have a theory with the Joel Schumacher movies that it's not 100% on Joel Schumacher's fault well, that things have gone this way. As documented. And, yeah, but I feel like... Th- I Think of it this way. Warner Brothers puts out 89 Batman. Tim Burton has restrictions, makes biggest block, one of the biggest blockbusters of all time at, at that time. Second movie, we want him back, so we take off the child locks. He gets to do whatever he wants with it. Makes money. It's definitely a Tim Burton movie. However, a lot of people complain about the violence. The McDonald's one dropped them for the Happy Meal. Uh, I'm glad they didn't. I managed to get all four of those Happy Meal toys. So, come to this... Warner Brothers was back on, like, all right, you know what, we're going to have to be a little hands-on with this, so they try and make it a little more like the 66 uh, TV series here, and then moves to success. So instead of repeating themselves like they did with Batman Returns, they put even more restrictions on Batman and Robin, hence why toy uh, companies were the ones on in on the pre-production to uh, determine the designs of the costumes and vehicles. And it really hampered Schumacher's attempt to make a good story. Because he's made good movies like Lost Boys, Falling Down, A Time to Kill, Phone Booth. I even, I like Phone Booth. I think it's a, it's a decent, decent uh, high-tense and uh, limited locations movie. Well, you know, also, uh, Tim Burton, he was, he was actually asked by Warner Brothers to be producer on this and approved of Schumacher as the director. Yeah, but even in the production role, the studio still felt that he was just going a little too far in some situations. Of course, and, and I, mean, I don't think Burton's whole attention was on this because he's probably working on his Superman movie up by this point. That, yeah, which documentary about the making of why or the death of Superman lives? I think it's the call that came out actually a couple of days ago, which I'm going to wonder Nicholas Cage in his wonderful costume. Nicholas Cage. Is it with the logo that looks like it's melting just like his face? <laughs> and Batman takes the elevator up to deal with the villains with their light-coated with guns. The, with their neon machine guns that they just came on the rave. <laughs> Blast him! Let's light up this elevator. Hopefully we got him. I would see how they wouldn't. <laughs> I would say the S&M goons uh, right here. And we're starting to get some Dutch tilts, and these credits are still going on. I just realized that. Yeah, the credits went on well into the fight. I believe that was it. The last yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Schumacher. Yeah. And you know what's the one thing? Schumacher's better directing action than Tim Burton. I feel like the fight scenes, at least in the Batman Returns, were kind of lax. Well, also the the bat suit had evolved a bit at this point. Yeah, um, but it was still up until Batman Begins. Is pretty much. It, it was like some kind of urethane, foam, rubbery type thing. The original Batsuit weighed like 70 pounds. By the time this one, this one was only 40, so obviously the actor in the suit could do more action. Yeah, and I think... I don't know about you, but if I was wearing 40 pounds worth of, worth of Batman, I'd be... I, it would have a hard time throwing a punch. Yeah. Or spinning a kick. Is that, that including the weight of the cape as well? I don't know. Hmm. I think that could probably be another 10 pounds right there. Yes. I, I, I'm going to say no just because of the way it evolved over time. I know that by the time Batman and Robin came, they got it down to where it was like 
only 15 pounds, but the problem was the, the trade-off there was that the, uh, the the rubber plastic, urethane, whatever the hell they were using for it, had weakened, so they would be constantly tearing suits apart. It's kind of like... It's a trade-off. Yeah, it's a trade-off. It's like, all right, we'll, we'll have to make more of these suits. Functionality but... versus durability. Right. I am a fan of this Batsuit, though. I do... I think this is my... After the first 89 Batman suit, this is probably my second favorite. I, I agree. I like the Batman Returns, but I like the, like, kind of, like, the six-pack uh, armor that he has, but... And I think the logo, the golden logo is different. It doesn't have the little weird, uh... The little weird tail fins. That, that the 89 suit had. I don't know what the hell that was about. Nor did the... This doesn't look like the Bat Belt uh, falls a few inches if you ter- drastically turn, like, in 89 when he looks at the helicopter. And speaking of helicopters, Tommy Lee Jones is taking the whole vault with Batman and the annoying security guard in there that's leaking acid via exposition dialogue. And the annoying security guard is starting to panic even more. Oh, his boiling acid! At that point, at that point I was broken my no-kill rule and just lied and said he fell in the acid. <laughs> and they say, well, why was his neck snapped? Well, that's not important. That's not important here. Just know that he's dead and Two-Face got away. Oh, okay. It looks like someone held him in the acid. No, 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 no. He fell. <laughs> Well, I had to stand on him to open the vault to get out, so, I mean, I needed... He was something. already dead by that point. Yeah, exactly. He was just, uh... I'm, just... I'm sorry that Eugene, or whatever his name is, is dead, but... Oh! His glasses! This always looked terrible. Like, I, I never liked the scene when... Like, on DVD, it looks good, but on VHS, when it's pan scan, it always looked a little awkward, the coverage of this scene. They hire a guy to... Watch a bank that has a hearing aid. He can't hear when robbers are breaking in. I mean, I, not, I know, I know, fair employment laws and everything. You can't like I said, know, he's probably one of the skulls of Gotham. That's how he got a job here. Like we, cause we used to work at Walmart. Those overnight workers. Yeah, right. No wonder the city's in such bad shape to hire people like that to take care of it. <laughs> well, look at how how incompetent Commissioner Gordon is at his job. So it makes sense that this guy was able to get a Commissioner job. Gordon looks like his job. <laughs> he spends more time investigating Dunkin' Donuts than he does crimes. Crispy, he investigates crispy crimes. And you know, like, the actor who's playing Gordon is actually a decent actor. Oh, yeah, Pat Ingalls also. Pat, uh, I was actually watching, like, uh, Quick and the Dead before, like, last night, and he's like, he's one of the actors in it, and I think he did a good job. I mean... I really enjoyed all the bad gadgets in this one. Yeah. They, they took a lot of time to show a lot. Yeah, and... It's like, like just a simple grappling hook. There's the settling torch they had. The, the, the back grapple looked a little more practical in this. Yeah. It's a little convenient that it, he's able to guide the vault back in perfectly to land in its location. Well, we don't exactly see him standing there lining up his shot with, you know, the physics. Okay, if I hit it there, it'll swing it. It's like he didn't hit the wall. If this is a Batman Arkham game, that would be a quick time event. Oh, sure. If it were Batman Dark Tomorrow, though, it would be up to you to do it exactly, and it would take 600 tries. Yep. Kind of like trying to defeat Bane in Arkham Origins. That took me 600 tries. Anyone out there ever played Batman Dark Tomorrow for GameCube? I have not. I have not. That that is, is, in order to be Batman in that game, you literally have to have the accuracy of of Batman. There's no assists like in the Arkham games. That's why I love there's a moment in Batman Brave and the Bold when he has to fire like this gigantic rabbit hook at the moon and the guy asks him, how's your aim? Impeccable. And I'm like, well, that's the reason why you're Batman. And he just flew a helicopter through a glass sign and the helicopter didn't crash and didn't blow up. Yeah, right. Well, it's only glass. There's nothing electric in there that'll... No, but it had an explosion. itself with the helicopter. But this is, like, one of the last big movies to use miniatures along with CGI. And, like, a lot of... Until Danger 5 came along. Uh, <laughs> that was, uh, well, they don't use any CGI. They're just entirely miniatures and puppetry. 
I don't want to use the sit-down gun, but I don't have to. I'm in love with that show. (laughs) As always, kill (laughs) Two-Face. You've been trying to get me to watch Age of Fire for a while. All right, for you, I'll give it another shot. Oh, it's brilliant. You need help, Harvey. Give it up. It's nice that he refers him as Harvey, not Two-Face. It's like... It's the only attempt of, like, having a comic book continuity here... And it's actually keeping with the continuity of the 89 film that he was Harvey Dent before Batman. I like that they set it up and it was just completely underutilized in these movies. Well, it's also it's also him trying to appeal to the human side. Not because, Har- because Harvey was his friend. Yeah. Even, even if it's just a little thing like that. It's just how you Jones is hamming it up to the nth degree in this movie. He's playing like Jack Nicholson. He's not playing... Oh, a, he is hammier than... At least Jack Nicholson was crazy. And now he just crashed into the not-Statue of Liberty. Yep, the Gotham... Sta- the Gotham the Statue of Liberty. Gotham-y. Yeah. yeah. Woo! <laughs> Too bad there was a grouper of tourists in there. <laughs> I'd like to see Val Kilmer fit into this bat suit now. <laughs> like he's been... Like he's spent way too many time. Like too much time at Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> Never seen that picture of him, like, taking a picture, like, at a outdoor restaurant. It's just, like, him, it's, like... As chubby as possible, and the caption is like, "Guys, you remember when I was Batman? Was the restaurant having our business <laughs> on because of him? Because he just came from it." <laughs> and now we're we're got this nice big shot over big, clearly CGI Gotham, and they're at least with, it, yeah, at least obsessed with gigantic Greek naked statues, very um, German expressionist, giant like weird. Architecture and stuff like that. Weird architecture and just Greek mythological figure. But very chiseled, man. Yes, of course. That Joe Schumacher, I believe, is openly gay. Whatever. Yeah, I'm saying that, like, it's kind of like that. I'm saying, like, those kind of decisions could have factored into the designs of this. It's kind of like Nightmare on Street Part 2. There was a lot of latent homosexuality in that movie, it shows. Not saying it takes it's not like in this way it takes away from the movie, or it's like it's so overt that you can't um, no, uh, notice anything else. But of course, we're talking over the introduction of Edward Nigma here, played by played by played by an actor whose first major film role involved him talking with his butt, and now he doesn't believe in vaccinations and thinks that you shouldn't either. So, if a guy who talks with his butt tells you not to vaccinate your kids, you should listen to him. <laughs> of course, we're talking about Jim Carrey. Ladies. We're talking about James Carrey, as he was called on in Living Color. But you know, he had Ace Ventura, The Mask, and Doe Dubber all come out and sing. He was year. a hit. He made he a half a, a billion dollars in 1994 dollars. He, 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 was, he was... It makes sense why Warner Brothers yes. signed him for this. He was riding insanely high, and I feel like the absence of Michael Keaton, you needed Jim Carrey as the hook for this. Yeah, also, Tommy Lee Jones is coming up The Fugitive, which is an Oscar-winning performance as uh, Sam Gerard is the name of this character in that. Even though I, I still feel like Jim Carrey was the bigger hook, because of course. when you look at the audience, I, I know I never, this is the first Tommy Lee Jones movie I ever saw. I was 10 years old at the time. 10 year old, yeah, I was still 10 years old at the time. I was 5 at the time. Yeah, and but I knew who Jim Car- Carrey was. He was a hit with like younger people, with, I don't want to say dumber people, because as much as I love his early movies, they are dumb-dumb therapy. Yeah, but they're not but they're like, fun. they're not like Adam Sandler movies. Well, Adam Sandler. Early Adam Sandler movies are like, or very keen with his movies. Yes, where it's just just silly fun. Today's Adam Sandler movies are just racism. And 
what happens when you don't vaccinate your kids? Racism and, and, and non-jokes, so... Yeah, and we'll take the, one of the greatest cinematographers of all time who photographed Halloween... And, we'll, and we will get his new home paid... We'll get his mortgage paid off, and that's about it. Photograph Halloween, The Fog, The Thing, Back to the Future trilogy... And Jack and Jess, Jill. And Jack and Jill. <laughs> Dean Cundy, why did you photograph Jack and Jill? Because he needed to pay his mortgage that month. I assume so. And I, I, I can't believe he had to do... He had to do a, a video uh, press release for the Area Alexa, which was the camera that was using that movie, and why he used it on that movie. I had to explain why he had to use it on Jack and Jill. I'm like, oh man, Aries not paying you enough to make these statements. Maybe he just wants to shock away a good retirement. I guess Even so. better of a retirement. But you know the weird thing? Maybe he stopped to- making like, those big movies because it was all like a lot of special effects driven. Yet Jack and Jill was a special effects driven movie because he had to do... Oh yeah, the, the Lakers scene was entirely green screen <laughs> when the $20 million budget, I guarantee you, they could have set something up in the Lakers stadium. It was an $80 million budget. For $80 million? I thought it was 20 I think Jack and Joe was like $80 million. Really? Please oh, look shit. it up. <laughs> uh, and Batman has just seen the Bat Signal and told uh, Nygma, no, you're, you're... He just told Edward Nygma, I'm going to go vaccinate my kids now, so he has this dumb, empty expression on his face. <laughs> you're saying supposed, you're supposed to, to understand... And I'll make you understand. $79 million, you're right. I Holy told smoke. But I, I wonder, where'd that money go? Adam Sandler at Pocket and Al Pacino's Pocket and Johnny Depp's five-second Cappuccino! Cameo. Oh! Now comes the most illogical horse shit in the movie. But I, I accept it. Uh, it makes sense. No. <laughs> yes, I'm going to have a tunnel that goes directly from my office, which is on like the 70th floor... That no one will know about and goes to my house just in case I need to get home. He's going 200 miles an hour. That's how he's able to get there so fast. I'm surprised he's not freaking pinned to the top of that thing. <laughs> and slow down. Why is there sparks the, coming off? The door of that would open and you'd see nothing but vomit <laughs> pour out like the Shining. <laughs> Replace the blood Vader with vomit Vader <laughs> if you were going 200 miles an hour. Now I drove I, I, all the way back to my house to get the Batmobile to come all the way back, back to the city. My house, which is on the outskirts of Gotham. It took him 25 plus minutes to do this. Luckily, the crime is still being committed. Yeah, that's the thing I always wonder about Batman. It's like, from from the... How did the police... Like, at what point do they say... Is he like a pizza delivery man when he shows up? Like, if he's not here in 30 minutes, the crime is solved for free? Well, it's it's one of the things that's... Two things. One, oh my god. Nicole Kidman. In lingerie. Okay, your character is completely superfluous in this movie, but you do look good in this movie. I will admit that. Oh god, yeah. But, and that's the reason why she was cast, I mean, granted, she didn't have, like, this is, like, right before, probably, production of Eyes Wide Shut, because that took years to make. This was four years before the, well, this yeah, release. But, uh, yeah, release. but, I mean, like, but it was, yes. like, a 400-day shoot on Eyes Wide Shut. But, in so Batman, the end... <laughs> um, why wasn't I an extra for that? I, I, I mean, seriously. But, um, uh, Batman Animated Series, they would have, like, a hang glider on... Like in a shack on top of God, um, top of one of the Wayne Tech buildings, so he would just use that to fly right to the crime. That makes sense. Another thing is, I'm reading Gotham Central now, and um, it's all about it's pretty much Law and Order set in Gotham, and how they were like trying to solve the crime and trying to do things their way. They they're extremely hesitant to turn on the bat to because they don't want to rely on him, and the decision process of like, all right, do we need him or do we not? And those kind, those kind of questions that are being uh, raised, which I think is really cool. I'm a psychiatrist. Let me show you my tits. Yeah, I like look. They call me Doctor Boobs. <laughs> I, I'll say you're psychic. Like, 
Take me away from Tom Cruise and his Scientology. <laughs> I'll show you my thetans. Must look with women. Maybe you just haven't met the right woman, says Nicole Kidman. Says a half-naked woman that he's only met for the second time on a rooftop. <laughs> Commissioner Gordon shows up in his pajamas. Yep. If Gotham were as bad as it was, he'd never get to go home. Are you kidding me? Yep. He'd have died of sleep deprivation. <laughs> That's why I think mean, he sleeps in his office. That's why he's in his pajamas. Probably. And, and like, she's like the only major female character in this movie. This movie does definitely not pay past the Bechtel test. And it is pretty much a pretty sexist movie as well. Oh, but Drew Barrymore and Debbie Mazar in, in their in their half-naked get-up cooking two-faced dinner. like Oh, I'm sure that's very... Stereotypical... Woman henchman. Oh, I'm sure they they represent the feminists in the audience perfectly. Until Vivica A. Fox came in Batman and Robin, <laughs> where everyone is freezing to death if she's half naked <laughs> and not even flinching. So. She's, you, she's cold as ice. I guess. What is going on here? I'm calling security. Said the project is terminated, but he didn't say you're fired. No. He could be there working late. I mean, he's one of your best employees that you got, if anything. Caffeine will kill ya! That is not a fact. <laughs> That's a really rude way to waste away. Just, like, yank just one of their mustache hairs. Yeah, I mean, ow! Could have plucked one of his ball hairs. <laughs> Butt hairs. Probably about the same length. Probably. Yeah. What are you doing, Nygma? See, now, if he's... Tr- well, I mean, as the movie goes by, we see, but, like, look at his invention trying to be in television. Look how impractical that thing is. Oh, yeah, I mean... Yeah, that's like a step worse from the the, uh, the colander head gizmo thing from Ghostbusters that they hook uh, Rick Moranis up to. <laughs> well, do you want some coffee? Do I? Yes, have some. Yes, have some. Oh. And of course, Jim carries silly faces to sell a movie. Yep, because... <laughs> the Micro Machines guy, he's been his t- temporarily coming to the movie. Uh, God, I wish I could make the money Jim Carrey did just acting like an idiot like that. I, I wonder how many actors left school to be the next Jim Carrey after these movies. Oh, and failed horribly in their casting sessions. Everybody, why do you think Hollywood's filled with as many actors as it is now? You mean waiters? Yeah. <laughs> like our friend? Nah, I'm not going to make fun. He might be listening to this. I know, but you know what? We love you, man. We love you, Larkin. I'm going to call you out. Yes. But we know he's good acting. He's exactly. But that's the problem. He has he has dignity and integrity. He's not Jim Carrey. I'm going to talk out of my butt. <laughs> eight million dollars to talk out of my butt. Oh. Kidding me? If I had eight million dollars to talk out of my butt, that's all I would do. Exactly. Even when I'm not getting paid for it, it's like yeah, someone might offer me another eight. And what we're talking about, Jim Carrey talking about, this, but it's more important about the exposition of how this 3D machine is working. Not 3D machine. Like, let me connect your mind literally to the program. However, I'm going to. Steal your brain waves and brain functions. His, at the same his very time. early Oculus Rift. Yeah, I'm I'm the Riddler. I mean the Mad Hatter. I mean the Riddler. Where he has a blender on top of a, a colander with a bunch of vacuum tubes sticking out of it, strapped to your head. And the fishing channel. And the fishing channel. This is actually a pretty good transfer for a DVD. Oh yeah, it's it's great. I mean, well, I think this is I think this was um, when they reached the point where 
most studios were doing uncompressed high definition masters and then just compressing it down onto a DVD. Right. That's why you've seen so many Blu-rays come out so quickly when they did. They're just taking whatever masters they have, throwing them out there. Mm-hmm. But then you see new Blu-rays come out as the technology gets better. They do it yet another transfer to like, optimize like, it. Like the Robocop. Uh... Yeah, to, opt- to optimize it for a Blu-ray. Like the Terminator. Oh, um, for sure. There's been like at least four or five different Blu-ray releases of that. Yeah, and they all, but they use the same terrible stereo sound from the DVD, though. Yeah, I think they need we need the sound again. DVD was so it was so compressed at that time, right? But I understand it was definitely a step up from the mono track from the VHS and the initial release. But oh, yeah, and, oh, excuse me. I do like the fact that this this movie looks like a mid nineties music video. Oh yeah, it's just. You know, I'm surprised like boys like boys men haven't come out. It's like a mid '80s music video with all the neon everywhere. Ah, ah. But especially when we get to the flashback parts, which I think is one of my favorite parts of this movie, is like how they use the color and such. But what? <clears throat> this would be a terrible way to go. That you're strapped to a chair <clears throat> and thrown into. You'd be dead the minute you hit the water from that high up. Impact alone will get you, so you wouldn't even feel it. Good point. And if you were still alive, you'd be in such shock you wouldn't feel yourself drowning. That's true. Big Kahuna, like Big Kahuna Burgers of Pulp Fiction. Mm, that is a tasty death. Mmm, <laughs> that is a tasty death. It's a tasty landing. <laughs> oh my god. Even Frank Gorshin would be embarrassed of how you're hamming it up, Jim Carrey. And he was the only real representation of the Riddler before this, was Frank Gorshin. So, Frank there was Gorshin no... and whoever the hell the one actor was that replaced him in three episodes. Oh, it was uh, the guy who played um, um, Gomez Adams from the Adams Family. Really? Yeah. Uh, Aston. John Aston. John Aston. his name. He, he played uh, uh, Riddler for three episodes, but he played a very different Riddler. Because... Frank Orson was very manic and full of energy. <laughs> you do two really good Riddler blasts. That one and the... And, uh, and the, uh, the, the very short-lived animated from the 60s. 60s. Before the uh, Burt Ward and Adam West uh, voiced uh, Batman animated. Yes, it was. The, the, cartoon, it had, the cartoon had two names. It was most commonly known as Batman with Robin Boy Wonder. That's right. A, that's like fucking sugar with free donuts. <laughs> <laughs> But there was a, there was a Riddler there. He he. It, they were all just like your stereotypical villain of the week, evil. I'm gonna rob it, it, this. It, but it was like it was Hanna Barbera squared. Like that's how yeah. bad the animation I, was. I, well, they used the same. I believe they used most of the same animation. I know the the same voice actors, Olan Sol and Casey Kasem, for, as Batman and Robin in the in the Super Friends. So this was Super Friends era cartoon. Yeah. And um, take them upstairs. I tie them up tight. Tie them up tight. <laughs> <laughs> See, we need we need to balance between the dark and gritty of now and, and that. Like, I think that you we should, need, yeah, we need like you should have that, but just have him like just have them all like the setups are the same, but they all just sang whole things like. And after I'm done caving his skull in, I'm going to burn her body and mail it to her family. <laughs> Hello, Jen Favreau, who's off to the side as an extra. How did he fake the footage to make it look like it was one person that ran out the window rather than being... I never understood that. George Lucas? I guess so. Industrial light and murder? <laughs> <clears throat> I'm full of 
And there's no way he could put this, this riddle together by hand that we're about to say and not leave fingerprints behind. Unless he wiped it down. But he would have to wipe it down with so much to, to get those prints off because of Batman's, like, insane supercomputers. Yeah. He would have to wipe it down to such a level where, like, I think that the, the shit would start coming apart. Unless he, unless he handled all those materials with gloves in the first place. Ah, but we see him putting together one later without gloves. That's true. But then again, Batman, is never, Batman has not really been a detective that much in any of the movies. He does a little bit here. The most he did was in Dark Knight when he's analyzing, uh, what the hell is it? The, the ballistics. Uh, the, the shattered bullet. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, I'm the world's great detective. For a moment. For just a minute. I'm going to go back to being a uh, responder. I'm a first responder. Batman's the first responder in this, these movies. That's why I think the Arkham games do it. They've done it so the, well. You got the first responding of a of said pizza delivery. <laughs> <laughs> He's not there in thirty minutes. He'll solve your crime for free. If we, if we uh, Joe's twenty nine minute delivery is a promise, and if you don't get that pizza, you are fired. There you go. 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 <laughs> you are clipping the audio so much. Well, that's why I I, I, I know the pe- it's peaking a little. Bit. We're actually I have the VU meters up while we're recording this, so. I'm going to bring it down when I... When so you may out. want to adjust the volume on this. Well, now, you, what where, the, where does he live? Like, the, the freaking the closet? Like, Anne Frank's uh, room. I guess so. <laughs> Is that Anne Frank in the Riddler suit inside the thing? She's making too much noise. It can't be Anne Frank. <laughs> you know, she points. <laughs> Don't worry, the Nazis got that. You're right. He uses, he does, he's not using gloves. Yep. And he's using rubber cement. He's lucky that shit isn't stuck to his... He's <laughs> like... <laughs> He goes into work next day. I, I, I wish the short film of uh, Riddler actually getting his fingers stuck to his riddles. He goes into work the next day. Digma, why are there paper crumbs stuck to your fingers? <laughs> Don't worry about it. And this is actually out here on the island. Really? This yeah, this is, in, this is in, I think, in Glen Cove. It's a hospital. I might have actually been there before. What, as a resident? As a, as no, 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 just like passing by. Okay. Well, maybe, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> drugs they give you. <laughs> no, I, were, I worked extensively in Glencoe in my last job. And right, so th- that's why I, I do I want to go out here and visit this. That's not too far from where I live. Well, then, then we have an adventure on our hands. All right. Hey, it's Wall Street. Ooh. And, and we have our little Batman the Animated series here with, like, we have an out-of-time cars here. Yeah, he's a collector. Yep. But oh, look at those cars back there. He had fins on it! Dutch Shields. They're all collectors. It's Wall Street. <laughs> True. So, is this the police station? This? Yeah. No, this is Chase's apartment. I know, but... Those guys look like cops. I think this is our office, not our apartment. Or is it one and the same? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe she lives in her office. Commissioner Gordon looks like Yeah, uh, yeah. So, do you want know, maybe... And Batman has a... Two from his office to his house, so do you know what? Might as well. That looks very office-like. Maybe it is. Yeah. And she beats the shit out of punching bag. She thinks... I'm she beats the shit out of Tom Cruise. I was going to say, uh, it should have a Tom Cruise uh, face on there. Face of it. And it should be on the couch. <laughs> no, but like that, that uh, punching bag should be a little bit lower. If it's going to be Tom Cruise. Yeah. Lower, and you should have it bobbing up and down on the couch. <laughs> for for uh, accuracy exercises. <laughs> We may we may be taking a lot of pop shots with Tom Cruise, but I like his movies mo- for the most part. <laughs> I like his Mission Impossible movies. It took me fifteen years to figure out the plot of the first Mission Impossible. It's not that hard. Why did you ever have Just, it? Was so, there was so much confusing about it. There was so much. Really? I was so confused. Really? I showed it to Dakota, and like he got it the first time around. 
I was I was very confused for many years. Just, just, that's the reason why they uh, dumbed it down from MI2. Well, I, I think the big thing was that a lot of it, when I first saw it, the internet was so early back then that I didn't understand a lot of it. Yeah. I was also, I, I think I was relating it to that era. Like, I, I first got the internet that same year, 96, got America Online. Right. Um, but I don't remember things like, um... Discussion groups and the chat message boards and how, how they how they worked in that primitive stage. Gotcha. All right, that makes sense. And I feel like your average person wouldn't either. Back in 1996, nowadays it might be easier. I feel like it was a little too ahead of its time. Yeah, and I, then just how he's piecing together when he, when uh, Jim Phelps shows that he's still alive. Yeah, and he has the two flashbacks: the one that's fake and one that's real, side yeah, by side. Yeah, I could not tell what the hell was what. I'm just like, is he imagining this? Is this how it... Are we seeing how it actually was? But he doesn't know. The point of this is, Mr. Possible 1 is probably better than Batman Forever. Oh, God, yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm not making fun of the movie. I still love it. I still yeah. think Mission Impossible 1 is great. Even yeah. the Nintendo 64 game I like. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's pretty bad. That's saying a lot. <laughs> I know this is supposed to be like a Rorschach test. for 89 cents. In Batman Forever, <clears throat> I know this is supposed to be like a Rorschach test, but I'm sorry, that's a bat. That looks like... A bat. It could be an eagle that was just set on fire. Yeah. I mean, it's not too abstract to be a, a true Rorschach test. And then, hey! Duality! Symbolism! Yin and yang. Hmm. Of course, Val was, was cast in this because he came off Tombstone because he gave a great performance as Doc Holliday. Now he's not cast in anything because of Tombstone Pizza. <laughs> Tombstone brand pizza. <laughs> 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 Woo! Oh my. And right after this, he did Heat with uh, Al Pacino and Robert De Niro, so oh. this definitely shot him up there. This, this was his year. Yeah, it really was. And then he did The Saint, like, the following year, which I have still yet to see. I heard it was pretty decent. Um, then Obscurity until I Kiss Kiss Gang Bang with... Uh, bang Bang, not Gang Bang. Whoops. <laughs> it might as well have been. Uh, uh, you know, Shane Black with Robert, Down- Robert Downey Jr. I think that's why Shane Black did Iron Man 3, because of their experience on that. Now he's no longer Ice Man, he's just Ice Cream. <laughs> now we're off to the circus in this movie to get these, the middle-aged uh, Dick Grayson away from his family. He wasn't middle-aged by this point. He was at least in his mid-twenties. No, but do you think this movie would have been better if it was young Dick Grayson? I can't say just because I feel like the concept of the teenage sidekick has kind of become passe. Well, I don't say passe. I, I obviously like SNL summed up perfectly the ambiguously gay duo, and I know it's, it's a little. Oh, look! It's Gossip Gertie, your favorite character. Yes, Gold Digger is what you like to call her, Gossip right? Gold Digger. Because <laughs> didn't Bob King, like, I think, pass away right after this? He passed away right after the first one. He lived. He actually, I think. Was no, he, I think, no, he met Joel Schumacher on this. Really? I'm pretty sure. He probably died because he married her. <laughs> she sucked the life out of him. That was the only thing she sucked him. <laughs> oh! Bank account. His life. Uh, any and all enthusiasm for the scene. Uh, we have the Graysons here with Chris O'Donnell. I like Chris O'Donnell. Yeah, I think he does the best with what he's given in this. Oh, Totally. I feel like they really made an arbitrary reason for him to argue with Bruce every time in Batman and Robin. And I do like this scene. I like how this is portrayed. I even I, I enjoyed him very much in um, the critically plant, pan, bleh, 
critically panned Disney's Three Musketeers that came out two years before this. I I, I don't think that's a bad Three Musketeers. I don't think it's a bad movie at all. It's a, it's a very simple adaptation. It's, 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 better than the, it's better than the Paul W. Addison uh, Three Musketeers, oh, probably. Fucking with them walking on a gigantic uh, water wheel or whatever. Yeah, the same stunt we yeah. had in Pirates of the Caribbean 2. And there's significantly less Kiefer Sutherland in the new one. And uh, it doesn't have it doesn't have Michael what's his name guy from the Crow with his missing voice Michael Wincott Man. yeah a movie is not complete without Michael Wincott being evil exactly <laughs> but I liked it because it was very simple and straightforward I don't want you to set a fire I want to set a fire so big I want to see there from burn from the heavens <sighs> I need another Marvel secret Julie Delpy before Richard Linklater got his claws on her. <laughs> I like the pretty lights. Before sunrise, <laughs> after sunrise, before uh, after I turn the movie off. That's what I call it. I was saying this is like what we're saying right now is probably a little more entertaining than the conversations between Chase Meridian and Bruce Wayne here. Well, I need to go rock climbing. <laughs> Chase Death Rock. Someone. See, that's another thing. Like, oh, I've met someone. No, you haven't. You've encountered with You've somebody. You've encountered someone. That's like that's like being mugged and saying I've met someone. <laughs> yeah, I met the mugger. Uh, we exchange information and stuff like that. We exchange numbers. Yeah, so I know how to he track down. I, he knows where I live. Crack. <laughs> 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 For those that may not know out there, the original uh, draft of Tim Burton's Batman had a circus scene where Robin would be introduced. Yeah, where, it was also going to be uh, Marlon Wayans as, I think, uh, Robin as well. Mm. Not saying he's a bad actor or anything like that, it's just his content put out as of late is not I thought that was Marlon Wayans uh, in Batman Returns they were going to try and have him. Yeah, they, they, tried, they tried it twice. They tried twice to have Robin. But, Bur- but Burton was like, I don't want Robin in my movie. That's very visual what you're doing. <laughs> I know. This isn't helping our listeners. I know, but I think it would help articulate Sorry, our listener, all one of us. Yes. All one of you out there. It's pretty much me listening it back while I'm at work. Exactly. I get the most entertainment out of this. I, I chuckle at my own jokes listening it back because I'm someone's, sad. Like someone's got it. Yeah. Hey, it's Hammy McHammerstein. Hammy McPig. <laughs> Gossip Gertie looking rather confused. What's going on here? Hey, it's Two-Face. In his... Perfectly and it's completely not obvious attire. Yeah. Ah, well. And he beat up those gold-painted men that are all... All look like they could fucking break the, his henchmen like a toothpick. Yes. Oh, why is why is Riddler getting so excited by this? Because uh, he's evil. That's it. Because char- oh, no. character, evil. Shoving popcorn in his face and coughing it up. Yep. And then we got why, this. Would the, why would the news network? Well, 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 we know why the news network would still be filming this, but I'm, I, I, bigger crazy. question is why would you go to a circus when it's being broadcasted? Um, Unless this is a pay per view charity, yeah, it was a charity circus, I think. Oh, okay, good point. So all the billionaires go there. Hey, it's the mayor who gets who in his one line. Yep. <laughs> oh my god, the vines often I get here the. It shows how many times we've seen this. That's true. I think I... After 89, I think I watched this the most on VHS. Because I owned all four of them on VHS. I never got a chance to see any of these in theaters. The first one I saw in theaters was Batman Begins. I actually borrowed this VHS from my cousin and didn't give it back to her until like seven years later. (laughs) The day she got it, I borrowed it. Like, I borrowed it? Sure. Hi, Harvey. I'm Batman. I'm Iceman. (laughs) I'll fly a plane. You could be my wing. all the scars on his face. From <laughs> you could be my wing man. That's why. That's why he says to uh, Dick Grayson later. He could be his wing man. 
Yeah, now I'm not going to put you in the plane. I'm going to be safe up here. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Crack neck. Got off very off topic, but in the original 89 Batman, there was a scripted and storyboarded scene, which is now available as a special feature of Batman chasing the Joker into the circus, and the Joker basically shoots out the trapeze, causing Dick Grayson's family to fall to their death. Yeah. And it, it really did. I'm glad it got deleted in that film because it just felt like a fucking, let's, we need to throw this in here. It's we, arbitrary. Yes. But it's also, it's like a mixture of, like, Dead Man's uh, origin along with Robin's origin because it's trapeze, but it's a gunshot uh, was the cause of it. I don't know, I just find that kind of funny. We need Robin in here. Okay, well, the Batman is trying to stop the Joker from a bank robbery and he shoots them. Yeah. Good enough. But also, greenlit. But also, there's a novelization scene in the A-Night Batman where Batman shows him in the daytime on a horse to confront Joker. Yeah. That, that poor horse. <laughs> 70 <laughs> pounds of bat suit. <laughs> and 180-pound Michael Keaton. Keaton. Uh, I'm like, I know Dark Knight Returns is very big at the time. That was one of the greatest panels is him riding the horse. But it wouldn't have worked. Yeah, right there. How, how would anyone not think Bruce Wayne isn't Batman? How it makes sense that he would, be self, he would be trained. Because he probably risk of being kidnapped. And it would make sense to him to have self-defense training. Also, we don't know much about Bruce Wayne in this film series <laughs> because the Bruce Wayne side of him is very, very rarely gone into. We don't know if he's just like the, the silly playboy act that he puts on in the comics where I think I think there was one comic. Uh, some guy was holding him up for money while he's trying to get a hot dog. He squirted mustard in the guy's face to make it look like he panicked. Right. So... In this, he's like a full-fledged martial artist beating up guys in a suit. I mean, it would be rather silly if, like, Steve Jobs was being kidnapped and he... And he started beating everyone else up while in the news there's this vigilante that we have no idea who his identity is and he beats up criminals. And how did all those people fall in such a... In such a... Uh, perfect. Uh, perfect position. No, I think that that's a storyboard no, issue no, right there. No blood pools forming under them. It's a PG-13 I know. But I think this is probably, like, the best sequence the movie threw through. That's the most emotional. Yeah. But then the question begs, like, like it's obviously very upsetting for somebody to lose their fam- entire Chris family like that. Chris O'Donnell plays it off perfectly. I'm yeah, as well as Val Kilmer here. Because he, he understands what just happened because he's gone through the same thing. It's the perfect balance of story and emotion, unlike the next movie, where it's just... Where it's com- off the rails. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's off the fucking rails. Well, since several times that Mike has swear, sworn on this podcast, might as well just let it go at this point. Sorry. It's okay. I forget I'm censored in this. I know, but it's a rather arbitrary censorship. The rules, the rules. I'm sorry. That's yeah, all right. You can beat me out if you want. Fuck it. There we go. We edit it out of this. No, 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 no. We'll just spend another two months until we get back again. Uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> Uh, Michael Goff. Michael Goff. How you are missed. Yep. Probably the most consistent person throughout all those movies, along with oh, Pat Hingle. Oh, God, yeah. Hey, Pies. All right. Who's, who do you think is better in these movies? Michael, Michael Goff. Goff rather than Pat Michael Hingle? Michael Goff by a, the longest of long shots. Even more, though, he let Vicky Vale into the Batcave? Even more that he let Vicky Vale into the Batcave because he wasn't there in front of Poison Ivy going, Please, I'm <laughs> old. I'm getting a boner now. <laughs> Don't worry, I got this, Al. With his, with his big cotton mouth sounding. Batman, are you really to come and get the museum? His name is Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze. I need to bring Schwarzenegger back as Mr. Freeze. Ah! 
Why not? Any movie he's in is Mr. Freeze will probably be better than Terminator Genesis. 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 More like Genesis. The Terminator. It's gotten to the point that three of the five movies in the Terminator series are terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like this series, where there's only like two good movies in the series. I think this is better than Batman Returns. Um, I think they're both better than each other in completely different ways. I'm not going to say one is better than the other. I'm not going to say this has a better one story, a more consistent story, and like Batman Returns, I think is just dark for the sake of it, and it's like we'll have the freaks be the freaks. It's dark. It's dark, but it doesn't have direction. No, because he didn't care. He didn't want to be there. He's more probably concentrating on getting Nightmare Before Christmas. Christmas and then probably doing preliminary stuff for he was Ed on, Wood. He was on frame 60,285 <laughs> and he, he needed to complete frame 60,286 by that afternoon. <coughs> he just said, yeah, we'll just, we'll just be dark. But I still enjoy it. I love Danny DeVito in that. One of our assistant managers used to look just like Danny DeVito as the penguin. <laughs> <laughs> and probably ate a raw fish. <laughs> Like that as well in the break room. Fallen <laughs> March. Yep, we were all her, we were all her penguins sent out to die. Uh. In a suicide mission <laughs> called Black Friday. <laughs> as we stated before, we were both Walmart workers, and we have dealt with Black Fridays and dealt with the public in its worst form. And dealt with management and their worst form. Employees. Oh, actually. Worst form. My buddy Larry and I had a funny idea of what we can do for the next uh, Black Friday. What? We're going to take a lot of pre-workout and then go Black Friday shop- shopping. <laughs> Just to see what would happen. Pre-workout is not PCP. I know, it's but... Not, it's not going to prepare you. You need to take angel dust to prepare for fucking Black Friday. <laughs> you literally will... You will literally, <laughs> it will be like a cartoon. You'll be there with that item with like 60 people <laughs> holding on to you as you're speeding through the wall. <laughs> Very stylistic... Um, Portrayal of Bruce Wayne's parents' death. He looks very bored there. Roses. Because we just came from the movie theater. And not Jack Nicholson. No. Or whoever young Jack Nicholson was. Yeah, Jack Napier. Whatever the fuck his name is. Damn it, I just get... Damn it, I just get... Yeah, you you just read like that at least ten times at this point. Sorry. It's okay. I didn't warn you before. This is extreme podcasting. Yeah. Extreme! Bad words here. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, goddammit, we'll, we'll go down and we'll, we'll curse all the podcasts all the time. All right, goddammit. It'll be, be, be fine, goddammit. Yeah, this isn't the Tuesday edition of the Stone Cold Podcast. <laughs> the family-friendly edition. Which, I think they have more episodes on than the actual explicit version. They, they go vice versa. Tuesday and Thursday. Now this right here, the red book, subplot. is a bit the biggest thing that the biggest detriment to this movie was the subplot that was cut out. The of glaring here. omission of the ending of this. In the scene, we find out that Bruce's parents didn't want to go out, but Bruce's parents made like Bruce wanted to go right. out, and in his dad's journal, he notes this like we want to stay in, but Bruce is the um, wanted to go out, and to cope with the the responsibility of his dad of his parents' death, he blocked it out. But it finds out it's not true, that they wasn't the only reason why they went out. Yeah, yeah, he, he very much suppressed the memory. He felt the guilt over it. Yeah. In, in his father's diary. It's more psychology in this movie than in the two previous Batman it's, films. It's, it's, more, it's more Bruce Wayne than it is in any of the other films. In Which, any of the three other films. 
Yeah, and, and I think I, and I think that, that's why I like it so much because we get to examine at least the man behind the mask a little bit more. I think think of it this way, <clears throat> like Jeff Loeb stuff with with Batman, whether it be Hush or Long Halloween or Dark Victory. A lot of that is the exploration of Bruce Wayne as well as Batman. I think that's why his writings with Batman has stood the test of time. I was just reading at, at uh, work on my breaks uh, Bruce Wayne Murderer and Bruce Wayne Fugitive the other day. And I've heard about that. I haven't got a chance to read it. Oh, you got to read that. That's very good. It's amazing. Where Bruce Wayne, even though he knows he's innocent of being where he doesn't care because he feels that the Bruce Wayne identity, the mask he's had to keep up, has been a hindrance for so long. Right. And he winds up di- disconnecting himself from everybody so much. And by the by, the time he finally realizes the importance and gets it back, and then after he after he does, after his name is cleared, spoilers, his name is cleared. Ah! He finally really starts to see the good that he can do as Bruce Wayne, like how how there's things he can do as Bruce Wayne that he can't as Batman, how he can help people. Right. We have two really good scenes here with with Robin mourning his parents as well, and why he, we have a good name. Why there's a reason why he'd be called Robin rather than yes, rather than hey John Blake, your name is Robin too. Your name is Robin John Blake. Your name is W. Axel Rose. <laughs> Broken wings mend in time. And also, why in 1940? Well, we want to make this more family friendly. He's a bat? Well, we have a Robin as a sidekick. He flies, too. Mm-hmm. Robins are pretty. And, right, trivia, who's the one who created Robin? I don't know. He's the also same man who created Joker, Jerry Robinson. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say Bill Finger. Oh no, he's the most unsung person in yeah, the Batman universe. But then again, he never fought for like around the time he never fought for his chances. He was like the UBE works of comics. UBE, UBE, UBE works was Walt Disney's partner who pretty much created Mickey Mouse and made everything for Walt Disney. But right. was so timid and didn't really stick up for himself that Walt Disney pretty much took credit for everything. Yeah, but like, but you got to look at the Superman situation where um, well, Joe Sister, and Sister, and Sister, they were partners together. Warner Brothers did them over, right? But, like, around the time, Bill Finger could have gone to Neil Adams like, hey, you're really helping Schuster and Siegel out right now, like, Siegel out. You could have helped me with this, but he chose not to. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I mean, who's the bigger, who's more important than that, Bob Kane or Bill Finger? I would give them equal importance, just like Siegel and Schuster. I know, like, like Bob Kane, he had his ghostwriters, too, and stuff like that. We're talking over this thrilling chase scene. I, like, I like how that rocket launcher hits the ground like a plastic toy. Yep, because it was a plastic toy, yep. practically. And a lot of the Batman movies, Batmobile runs away rather than doing the chase itself. And Nine, Batman Robin, this. Yep. And they managed to have guns mounted on the hoods of their cars that they could fire and steer perfectly. Yep. More Greek statues. More Greek statues. That one is a load-bearing structure, so... It, looks like, it also looks like Atlas Shrugged. It's only shrugging the bridge it's holding up. <laughs> and now for silliness when he drives up the wall. Oh, yes. You're driving me up the walls, Batman. <laughs> but uh, it's like, it's... I remember I had a, a, a diecast of Hot Wheels of the... Uh, of the uh, Two-Face mobile in this one, the little truck. I don't know where I got that from. I had so many toys of oh, these Batman movies. This scene. It's ridiculous. This scene. How does he get down? He, he finds, it's kind of like the, uh, he finds like a bunch of 
uh, descending buildings that he drives off. Well, how does that gargoyle not snap under the weight? I know. How did how was no, he this, able this to tilt pre- it back far enough? This to is pretty much like the 60s TV show, like when they would have a cameo appearance pop out the window. This is the 60s TV show with the effects and budget to go com- even more off the rails than ever before. <laughs> this is what the 60s movie might have, the 60s show might have turned into. <laughs> oh, we have money this time, and, and we can do whatever we want. We have the technology. We can drive up the walls. <laughs> hey! And more Greek statues. <laughs> the puzzle. These are some of the... See, I like how he comes up with here the most like impractical, silly costumes. Yeah, like, what is that? A gamester. How would you... Look like a toilet. Oh, head. Head. Rainbow. <laughs> Captain, Captain Kill? Kill? That doesn't even make any sense to his motif. Would he be naked under that? Under I that, think so. Under that question mark man side? <laughs> no, it'd be like Die Hard with Vengeance, but then you just have the boxes underneath it. With, with I, the, hate, with, I hate... White... I'll hate all people. I hate everyone, as in the television censored <laughs> version. <laughs> and there's Anne Frank. <laughs> and giving costume. him the idea of what his suit should be. Would you buy a novelty like that? I don't know. But also, like, he lives next to a dry cleaner place that has a crossword as his logo, so... I wonder where Two-Face could be. Maybe he's in the building that has two faces. That's why I like what Joker's always escaped in Gotham. Like, alright, let's go with, like, all the fun houses, all the amusement parks, and yeah. all the arcades. Well, we'll narrow him down, and we'll blow him up when we're done, so he won't have a place to go. We'll tear them down. We'll make TD Banks out of them. <laughs> Speaking of TD Banks, we have, uh... Right there, we have the lovely Debbie Mazar, who has not aged well at all. No, Andrew Bamer, which has aged which well. Which has aged well. Debbie Mazar, like, her only big movie before this was by Goodfellas. Goodfellas. And she was like, uh... She, she's, been a, she's been a regular character actor in Hollywood over the years. Over the yeah, decades. but she, she was never a real household name. No. Not at all. Sadly. But she always had that typical New York Staten Island accent with everything she says. Like, Fran Dresser. And she's cooking the pig on the spit. Yeah. That's probably not the least... That's the least handiest thing that's going to happen in this scene. It's symbolic of Two-Face. Yep. Ding! Of course, Drew Barrymore, because she's good, she has the healthy meal, and because Debbie Mazar is evil, she has the, the horrible, disgusting, kill-you meal. What is the symbology here? Hmm. I call you dead, that's why I'm more like it. As we have Riddler in his full costume confronting Two-Face for the first time, asking for a hand and help. I had... Uh, when I was little, there was a like, little Disney kids magazine. It was, it was actually very small. Very small little book that came out every month, and there was a feature on Jim Carrey in this. Apparently, his makeup took longer than Two-Face's. Really? Yes. Does, I guess he has makeup on now? He has the makeup. It's, it's how the mask, his eyes are all done, and his hair. The hair, I can, I can see. Like, if you notice, the mask doesn't go all the way around his head. Yeah, it's a weird, it's like a weird domino mask. It's a weird, like, domino glasses mask. Because the thing with Two-Face was, that whole thing, it was a, it was a life cast that they did, cut in half, Styled it up, so all they really had to do was attach it each day. Oh, okay. It wasn't as complicated as having to make, you know, the Riddler's mask look like it's on, make his, his um, darken the innards of the eye area, right. do his hair like that. Because his hairstyle changes several times, so that's, that's obviously a wig that they have to get just right. Good point. Two-Face is, two faces, I, I think the actual creation of his makeup was more involved. But the actual yeah, during the pre-production rather than yeah, the, the application of it was more or less just get it on right. 
<laughs> All right, I guess we'll be partners now. Yeah, it's about the same amount of time for Sandman and Venom to get together. Well, why not? But it makes you question, like, the only problem I have with Jim Carrey as the Riddler, where does Jim Carrey end and when does the Riddler begin? Um, at the exact same point. Exactly. Pretty much. But it's so blurred. This would be if Jim Carrey were to become a criminal based on puzzles and conundrums. Yeah. That's the problem I have. A lot of, I know people who are like, I love Jim Carrey's Riddler. I'm like, why? It's just Jim Carrey. That was the hook to sell this movie. Michael, I know. Michael Keaton was out there going in a new direction. So they had, they had, they had to hook you somehow. And Michael Keaton was offered $15 million to do this, and he said no. Artists. He didn't like the direction. Like, I, I understand. I, I understand the principles behind it, but I'm just like... When you're already a millionaire, <laughs> that's true. Already a multi-millionaire. Oh, he does. The, he did do a Batman sequel eventually. It's called Birdman. Yeah, but I still have to see that. It's really good. I I, I recommend it. Hey, we're one of those cartoons will show. Wow, product placement, Looney Tunes. Of course, they give her the evil Looney Tune. They give Drew Barrymore the angel Looney Tune. Yeah. Kill, I, I wish it was the Kill the Wabbit uh, no, cartoon. No, nobody gave the, the uh, one of the censored cartoons. <laughs> what was it? Um, I'm gonna catch me a rabbit. No, no. You would have like the Dimitri 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 had uh, songs in the South. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Who would get to watch Uncle Remus? Oh. Or uh, Donald Duck as a Nazi. That was Disney. And that was, I know, and so it was... Was so- Daffy, was- du- Daffy Duck had the Nazi cartoon also. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, so Songs of the South, that was Disney as well. But <laughs> I wonder if that'll ever get a Blu-ray release. I don't think that will ever get any type of release ever. I don't think it will ever get released from the vault they're keeping it in to- right. for fresh air. Not in this day and age. But I always question, like, like, the movies like Birth of a Nation. Will it ever be accepted... For it's for what it did for film versus the content versus what it did for racism. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I don't think so. Same thing with Triumph of the Will. Triumph of the Will. I don't think that uh, Jerry Lewis is the clown who cried. Movie you'll ever see the light of day. No. And now we see what we're talking about is more interesting than this little scenes of. I don't think they'll ever see Dukes of Hazzard reruns anymore. Not like the way it is. It'll be. Ooh, they'll have to. Green screen it up. Uh, we're, that. we're getting a little political here. Let's yeah. focus on the movie. Yeah. See, big diamond. Bad guys love diamonds. They're evil. Yeah, but I, that looks like such glass. You probably drop it, break it. Hey! Robin's Kung Fu. I remember watching this, and when they started robbing banks, I remember being less interested. Like, even as a 10 year old, it's like, oh, they're robbing banks again? The bad guys just want money again? It's yeah. Like, that's the point where, like, uh, like, I know there wasn't a whole lot of depth in them. But that's where, like, any potential death kind of died. It's like, okay, they're robbing banks. If they had Johnny Depp, they would have a little more. Depth. Oh! My bad. You will have lots of death soon. <laughs> call you Johnny Death. <laughs> as long as they go out like a Nightmare on Elm Street and get sucked into a bed. I could make that happen. Okay, good. But why is the security guard just, like, so complacent? Like, all right, let me let this guy fuck Yeah. Sure. Alright, this is going to be a solo podcast right now. Nope. But as they're off, Riddler's wearing diamond earrings, because they're stealing money because villains. With the face. I actually remember looking up like prop bat suits and stuff mm-hmm. years ago on eBay, and someone was actually selling that, that prop money that was in the, the scene just then. How could you know if it was that 
Hmm? How could you know it was that money from that scene? I don't know if it was exact. I mean, it could have just been like a replica or whatever. Right. But I mean, it was under like movie prop category, which where you where you put that. Mm-hmm. And I look, did look at the scene again. It, it's not as as close to real money. Like it is obviously fake money. Obviously, like the pe- the uh, designs are different. It's not it's not like the freaking paper dollar bills that you see at like the ninety nine cent store. True. Batman being a detective with his turtleneck. Yep. And Alfred giving him a nice quip. As Alfred always does. Dick Grayson being more of a detective in this movie, trying to find out what's going on in this back door. After we dead wives. There's always an odd way of saying that. How did he build that? In a day. In a day. Like, like a weekend. Rome wasn't built in a day. The, the cosmos weren't built in one day. No. I assume time has gone by, I hope. I, I would think weeks, months. Have to be. As well as that to be mass-produced. Yes, mass-produced and, and patents and... And what if they had Johnny number 5 helping them? A what? What if they had Johnny 5 helping them? Maybe. There's a dog watching it. Because that's the same dog in Batman and Robin. Is it Joel Schumacher's dog? Ah, uh, probably. Is that dog gay too? Like Stan's dog from South Park? <laughs> I forgot the about rest that. the pig scarf. Yeah. So, nobody realizes that this is actually As sucking he, the minds of people have got them. Well, like he, like he, the, the thing just said, the news report said, some claim that it turns people into zombies and Nick with a shrug. That's what they said when TV was invented. Uh-huh. Nobody notices that freaking big thing. Huh. Nobody notices that green wave in the sky. So much useless information going into him. Or Jim Carrey being Jim Carrey. I, think there's, I don't think there's enough green in that scene. Well, now there's no green in this scene. Nope. Master Dick, I have one of those. Ha, 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 ha. sir! Actors like Michael Goff are, are sorely missed. Yeah, the only people we have, like, Close to that is like Michael Caine, and he did play uh, Alfred. I feel like, like um, oh god, what the hell's his name? Who? Oh, how do I forget this guy? Ma- Ma- Who? Magneto and um, Ian McKellen. No, young Magneto. Oh, uh, Michael Fassbender. Yes, Michael Fassbender. I feel like he is. I, I love Michael Fassbender. Oh, that's I why I'm, I think he's fantastic. I can't wait for the Steve Jobs movie. I think, as, I think Michael Fassbender should be in everything. He should, he should be he should be Superman and Batman and Batman vs Superman. Should be Wonder Woman. Yeah, that's how good he is. Like, <laughs> I, I, I really enjoy Michael Fassbender's work. Oh, he, I think he's a fantastic actor. Very versatile too. And, and I, I'm like that trailer for the Steve Jobs movie. I'm, I was like, wow. That's what happens when you get th- the three biggest components. You have a great director. A fantastic writer with Aaron Sorkin, and then you got Michael Fassbender. I hear he's gonna. If they ever get an Assassin's Creed movie off the ground, he's gonna be. I think. Yeah, I thought they were. I thought they were already moving that along. I don't. I, I hear one thing, and then nothing again for months. So, who was it? There was somebody else. Oh, heard one. You know, one of the guys from The Wire has been cast along with Michael Fassbender to be in that. Well. Really? Yeah, the guy with the big scar down the. Uh, Front of his face. I wonder which time. I wonder, well, first off, I wonder. I think it's going off the storyline from the first three games. Then, then that's a good story. Altair and Ezio storyline, that'd be great. 
Yeah, I've heard, like, I know, spoilers, that character dies at the end of the third they, game. They all, oh, um, you mean Miles? Yeah, the one who actually goes into the machine. De- De- Miles, Desmond Miles, yeah, Des- yeah. Desmond. Well, what's interesting, too, is that if you look at uh, all the Assassin's Creed games, you see Desmond's character, then whoever his ancestor is, Altair Ezio, they have a huge resemblance to him, so they could just have the same actor play both those characters. Um... Apparently it's supposed to be about the Spanish Inquisition. The movie? Yeah, that's where the time it would be taking place. Not like not the Crusades, the Re- not the Crusades of the Renaissance. Really? Or, yeah, right. that's new. Yeah, which I'll be all for. I mean, Assassin's Creed is a series that I was surprised it lasted this long. I'm not just because you could just pump out anything year after year, and if it's good the first time, then let's just add a little bit to it each time. Mm-hmm. And we're obviously. Chase Meridian beginning close with Bruce Wayne and Bruce Wayne realizing how much of an obsession she has with the with Kate Crusader. Twice. What? With some guy she's met twice. Yep. Obviously, you met somebody twice and you're obsessed with them. Mm-hmm. Why does a man do this? Because he wants to. What's the matter with you? He runs on logic, woman. Oh, the Offspring song that's about to play. I love that song. I it that is the Offspring. Well, it's the Offspring. Yeah, for... They played that on the radio all the time. Every time it came on, I was cranking it. I got the soundtrack on, on a cassette tape. I think I still have it in my basement somewhere. I know I got it on CD also. What was it? Yesterday I was blasting Seal's Kiss from a Rose. Yeah, I mean, it's like, this had the best soundtrack overall. This Prince, had a, Prince had a good set of songs for the 89 film, but I really enjoy the the variety on this soundtrack. Well, the thing with Prince is that Prince is just one of those freak musicians like Hendrix that can just write, like, a career's worth of material in five days. Yeah. Prince just Prince has got, like, that, like, Hendrix did get that vault of just, you know, unreleased material. Mm-hmm. I bet you Warner Brothers went up and asked him if he could produce a soundtrack, and then after the guy blinked, there, there it was in his hand, and then there's the sound of Prince banging one of his groupies mm-hmm. in the other room. Yeah, only if he blinked and his surgery was done. Yeah, right? If only Prince could get his hip replaced so he wouldn't walk into the t- Oh, God, just that image. <laughs> image for all was this- he on SNL not too long ago? I don't know. That's probably the only time he doesn't move around like that. Huh. Nicole Kidman. As Bruce Wayne talks into his Dick, Tr- his, uh, Dick Tracy... Uh... Oh, the Offspring song was a cover. Yeah. By the Damned. Really? Ooh, was it? Smash it up. I love that song. Nope. Oh, look at that bouncing smash car. Smash it up, smash it up. So, Alfred knew Dick Grayson had found the Batcave, and he allows him to go out? Uh, well, he's old, and he's not really going to stop him. At least made an attempt. Oh! And hey! Now, and now she's been, this girl's been kidnapped by Ramstein. <laughs> Do. Ramstein, NKMFDM. Do host. She's been kidnapped by an industrial metal group. Do host, smash. Could be worse being St. Cloud Posse. Uh, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I would hate to be kidnapped. I know. Yeah. I would probably just offended some juggalos that might be like, I know one listens to this. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> at least we have more fun now, a little more, at least a little more professional. I believe, I believe these girls here are actually the members of Envo. Really? I remember seeing them in the credits, because I, I remember th- them having like a, a big album like a year or two after this. And were, they, like, were they Warner Brothers artists? Probably. Makes sense. They had uh, one of the, I think it was the last album before they wanted to lead, one of the girls left and they became a three-piece, but 
I just remember seeing, watching this again on, on my stolen videotape <laughs> and seeing their names. I'm like, wait a minute, the, the, the girls are in Vogue, and then there they are. This movie was a very pop culture movie. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Yeah, we have Neon Black Metal Man. <laughs> I like the Neon in this movie. I think it adds a little sense of dynamic. I feel that they went overboard. Because I like it, but I feel they went overboard in this. I think, I think Baron Robinson went overboard. Oh, God. oh yeah. Okay, well, they went over, over, overboard with everything. This was overboard? That was like, oh, that was like Titanic levels of overboard. <laughs> it was overboard in half and sunk to the bottom of the ocean. Oh! That too, and how, like, how would they, how, well, I mean... You could say what you want about the Gotham Police Force, but how would like they? they, they how, how would they keep tagging the, these buildings like this a secret <laughs> from anyone who owns these buildings? Unless it's like one of those things in Sin City where it's like places where the cops won't go. I guess, but I mean, then what? Why is she there? Why is she there? Yeah, the, how are these buildings even standing? Who? I this has to be a producer's daughter to be in this movie, probably. <laughs> ah, superhero. How many gang members does this guy employ? I don't know. They're literally coming out of the walls. It's like Alien now. <laughs> They're coming out of the goddamn walls! They don't need to switch to infrared. They can see everything <laughs> perfectly well. It's neon. <laughs> I'm just imagining aliens with neon coming out <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> it's, oh. being, it's being assaulted by color. I wish Michael Bean would shove a shotgun in one of the <laughs> They outnumber him by like how many? The Legend of the Dark Knight scares away the Sesame Street. The Legend of the Neon Rave. (laughs) (laughs) They'll go back into the walls like roaches. Ah, 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 Flail my arms at you! (laughs) I really don't have to try, do I? By anger and emotion are your undoing. Yep. You get into a fight with Batman, you can't just flail your arms like a little kid. Nope. Yeah, bring his back to stop him. How does Alfred have to go in there while he gets undressed? Yes, I unzip him. Oh, okay. This is also a really good scene here. Oh yeah, him just like saying how he feels and everything. And then the reasons why he doesn't, he shouldn't want Two Face to be dead like that, and because it won't go away the hurt of your parents' killer being gone. I like how this Batcave is laid out. It's very simple. And we didn't see much of the previous bad caves either. We get a, a lot. I, I feel like we get yeah, we have more like a few the, platforms. I feel like we get more in the Schumacher films of the bad cave. Yeah, especially in the in the tie-in game for PlayStation, Batman and Robin, <sighs> which which is I had that game. I have it too, and I love the open worldness. But that's it. Yeah, all I love. Everything else, the, the game it's so clunky, terrible. Yep. Yep. It took you forever to get from one side of the map to the other. I didn't mind that. I mean, I just find it a little puzzling that there were that many gang members after you at once. Yeah. They all know where you are. But I, I like the... I like kind of the busy city feeling. I feel like that's missing from the Arkham games now. We were talking about this the other night. Well... About why the streets of Gotham and, like, Arkham Origins and Arkham Knight are completely empty. Um... Like, I buy the Arkham Origins reasons why they're off the street more than the Arkham Knight. I feel like it's so ludicrous that like, 24 hours we evacuated an entire city. I would buy it more if I saw like more cars on the road or whatever, and if I saw if you had to rescue citizens. All right. 
if you had like stragglers, people that weren't indoors, because we didn't. I mean, us in the New York area, we've seen our fair share of blizzards the past couple of years. Oh, yeah. Always the footage of the city, and there's always those couple of assholes that are out running around. Oh, of course. You know? I know. It, it was a, it was lazy, not, not like, it was lazy way of not having civilians in mm-hmm. Arkham Origins, but they made it up with so many more goons at every go, uh, every goddamn uh, roof. I feel like even that level of goons would be too much for a blizzard. Yeah, because it was like, you couldn't land on a, a roof without getting into a fight. Oh, yeah. But I, I like Arkham Origins more than most people. Oh, look at this neon group here. Oh, wow. <laughs> who, would, who would go to a shindig with this band as the uh, main entertainment? And is Jewberry wearing lingerie as her getup? Yeah, he picked up his hooker for the night. He's a businessman. He's acceptable. Speaking, oh, speaking of hookers. Right. Speaking, of, speaking of... Women who do things for money. Yes. Gossip Gertie again. Mrs. Bob Kane. I wonder his life ended so quickly after he married her. <laughs> You're here to work. How's my mole? Fine. And now he goes from looking like Edward Nygma to looking like Jim Carrey. Yeah. Like, I didn't get this. It's like, give him, give him like, the orange hair, but keep it organized, you know? Because he wants to look like Bruce Wayne. He wants to... He's he aspiring to be, to be him. Wayne. Yeah. yeah. All right. Hence why he steals his woman. Hence, hence why he steals his mole. Yeah. <laughs> and with a grand pursuit, you must be... I like that, I like that line. <laughs> That's a good line. Uh, I never caught that. I'll allow it. You can call me whatever you... Anything you want. Wow, you're that easy. And Bruce Wayne's just like... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> At least Drew Barrymore looks like she's having some fun on the set. Well, this was, I think this was before her like full-blown comeback, when she started getting the bigger roles. Yeah, this, this is probably... Like, it's just after she kicked drugs. Yeah, is this before or after she, like, she slashed David Letterman on TV? I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't know when that was. So I couldn't... Because this was 95. Yeah, I think that was in the early... 2000s, probably. Okay. Why would anybody agree to do this? Use this technology? Um, money. That's the reason why anyone agrees to do it, then. Money. No, 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 I'm saying, like, as a product itself. Why would anyone want it? Yeah. Because they're depressed. Are you saying people are sheep? Yes. Hmm. Good point. Let me put on my glasses, because I want to look just like Bruce Wayne. Well, look at all the things we distract ourselves with on a daily basis, you know? Yeah, that's true. Movies like this? Exactly. At least we, we're making something positive out of it by being creative about it. We're being proactive with uh, a product like this. I mean, just people, like, watching movies and whatever. Yeah, I mean, well, since such a technology doesn't exist in real life, I mm-hmm. mean, well, I mean, we'll see when that Oculus Rift thing comes out, if that works, if the VR craze takes off. Well, how long has Oculus Rift been around? I don't know. I know it, there hasn't been an official, official release. A lot of it's been beta, a lot of, it, of it's been early stuff. I know that you could actually, um, some games, I know someone found out how to how to uh, actually make Alien Isolation Oculus compatible. Right. For those who have the beta, and I hear it's terrifying. Mm-hmm. But I know that if I get an Oculus Rift and I start playing Minecraft, that's the last anyone will ever see of me. No. <laughs> I'm going to live here from now on. Yeah, that's exactly so, I mean, it's along those same lines. 
and how it works with uh, a glow stick. <laughs> the information is stored literally on a glow stick, which is so yep. And it's one glow stick that powered the entire machine. Yep. Luckily, there's only one that can fit this entire building. Oh, many, wait. I wonder how many predators they had to kill. <laughs> to those glow stick batteries. Hold it! Hold it! Why didn't he take his, his weapon or his radio? Why didn't she escape? <laughs> Why are you so confused? You went into a machine that he knew wasn't working. If it's called the box, why can't I store anything in it? Oh, <laughs> one of your fantasies was to make love to him. I don't know. Max, well, Max, we're well, gonna come out of that. The bottom of his brainstem <laughs> looks like testicles for a minute. Deepest and darkest secret, Mister. Tell me about that time in summer camp when the counselor had you come into his tent. <laughs> Tell me that time at sleepaway camp. Speaking of sleepaway camp, everybody's are. I'd like to sleep away in her camp. Ah, <laughs> well, Debbie Mazar then, not Debbie Mazar now. Not now. Well, she was that at one point, so who knows? Yeah. <laughs> oh wait, there's gunshots. That's I the, should probably go do my Batman thing. The power of imagination. <laughs> yep. Oh my god, he's got two guns because he's two faced. Hey! Is one of them like a little Makarov and the other one like a Desert Eagle? <laughs> Just for appropriate nature. Of course. Cellular telephone. Oh, one of them's silver, the other one's gunmetal black. <laughs> I like to paint a lot of colors. I'm not just a gunmetal. I was watching that today, actually. What, the behind the music for Megadeth? I was watching that someone made on, someone cut on YouTube together all three versions. You had the one that aired on TV, the extended DVD edition, and then behind the music remastered. Someone cut them all together until like an hour and a half. Really? Video, yeah, it's really good. I'll have to check that out now. Off topic, any Megadeth fans out there in internet land? Yeah. He's just a refusing fun. Patrons, I'll be one of them, I carry Brynn's wine with him. But he's got two glasses because he's... Yep. Two-Face. This is a pretty cool entrance of Batman, though. Is that guy Batman? Yeah. And no, that's, I, don't, I don't think that's the guy from... Uh, the security guard? No, I think because I saw him jotting down notes with, with the press, so... Once he got a, a change in occupation, I don't think it's the same actor. Maybe he did, which means that he's still alive and I'm angry about that. <laughs> Batman, stop what you're doing. Let this guy go. And no one suspects. Wow, Nigma's over there talking to the villain like they're friends. Yeah. Maybe, ooh, maybe he's trying to negotiate our lives with him. When they're in it together. Bum, bum, bum. Now, they clearly show that there's a cape, but he never wears it when he wears his, uh, his Robin trapeze suit. That's... Does he? Never. Really? Huh. And why would you wear that when it would clearly be recognized from the circus that was televised to everybody? Yeah, that's true. I wonder who that guy is with the, with that tiny little mask. Makes it makes sense to him to have the the bat Robin suit that he wears later, the very Tim Drake esque uh, suit. Yeah, I do like this little this this scene coming up of uh, hey, he left Debbie Mazar behind. Mm-hmm. There goes her career. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if she looks like she does all that hard time in jail. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, jeez, Nicole Kimmon, can you calm it down just a little bit? He's just violently shooting guns at you. <laughs> just shooting into the air blindly. Uh, that's what villains do. 
They robbed banks and they just laugh. Yeah, laugh, 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 laugh. Yeah, laugh. why do evil? Why do, why do evil people always find things so funny? I don't know. What? Maybe we should be evil. I mean, it looks like they're having a very good time. Maybe the right. smoke from construction is neon. <laughs> Early CGI that actually still holds up. That looked, that looked a little soft there. It would have gone right through the body. Yeah, just right through that low. That would have fallen right out of their hands. <laughs> that would have ripped their hands off. This, I, I think it was um, uh, Cinema Sins. They did that in Forever, and you know, like at the end of it, they do like their little. Um, they'll sync, they'll like splice a different audio for the video. Okay. And it was just like. It was like this, like, throws over the cape. Onstar, what's your emergency? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> see, now the thing was, as we say, he he jumps out of the fire in a moment, so that means that he would have had to have taken walk. that off. Yep, and walk and walk through the flame, walk through the fire, and get burned horribly through the fires of flame. The fire and the flames. <laughs> maybe that's how we. Maybe the power of a guitar solo is how we got yeah, it. Yeah, Dragon Force helped get out of that fire. That that is pretty cool. That is straight. That's a comic book panel come to life right there. Duh. I always love the look of these old bat suits. I, I feel like the newer ones just get a little too technological looking, including uh, the Arkham games. Yes, I, I, I was especially Origins and Night. I like the Origins uh, costume more than the Arkham City one. Mm. Asylum is still my favorite. Uh, Asylum and City are the same one. But does he have the underwear in City? Yes. Does he? Yeah. They're the same one. I feel like when you get it too technical looking, you take away from the the fear element of like him being a Batman. You're right. Like it's supposed to be it's supposed to be this amazing <laughs> technological marvel of a suit mm-hmm. that mean, just looks like he's a man. Yeah. Like, which gives almost to like the supernatural aspect of like oh my god is he? Yeah, is it's he not human? a guy in a mech suit. It's, yeah, it's not a guy in a Iron Man suit like it is in Arkham Knight. Right. That's nothing too. It's like they're trying to make Batman a little too much like Iron Man with some of these suits. He doesn't even have makeup on him. Oh, yeah, he doesn't have his cape. Good point. No cape, yep. <laughs> and there just happens to be a trapeze there for him both time. All right, good. Huh? Nate reference. Fat boy. But they spell it weird. You! Watching this with subtitles, and they spelled yeah. Nightwing. Wrong. K-N-I-G-T space wing. Wing. Not N-I-G. Nightwing as, as in night nighttime yeah. wing. Yeah, like the Nightwing that's always been spelled in comics. Yes. Or wings in the night. Wings of the Night. Someone calling Van Malmsteen, we have his next song. <laughs> Children of the Night. What music they make. Yeah, so he just served you. And they do capture the tension that was always there between Dick Grayson and Bruce Wayne. That's but that's well. also the reason why he broke off to become Nightwing in the first yes. place. Yes. They, they, they both, I feel like they are both just too much the same. And yeah. clashed over it. No, because he Bruce instilled so many of his principles into Dick Grayson, but Dick Grayson obviously came from a very different background, despite mm-hmm. being so similar, that Nightwing could kill. Batman wouldn't. Like Nightwing almost did. I know, Batman almost did. He has killed. Nightwing him. almost did. When did he almost kill? Uh, there was one, I believe it was before Bruce Wayne murderer. When he he uh, was he beat the Joker so badly he stopped his heart and Bruce Wayne actually had to resuscitate him so he wouldn't have, mm-hmm. have that murder on his hands, which also goes into the whole Batman Joker thing about how they almost practically have to keep each other alive. Yeah, and there's Nicole Kidman sleeping naked in a bed. I wish I was there. I mean, even at like, the age of ten, I wish I was there. I mean, like she looks like she should be part of like in Vogue, like 
the Vogue music video or something like that. This mm-hmm. looks like like this could be a commercial. That's how that's how glossy it looks. She wanted him that badly. She wouldn't have kept that sheet on. That she walked no. over there. And naked. Take off your bed suit. <laughs> Just keep everything but the cow on. And, yeah. Right. No, it's for it's for my identity. <laughs> I know it, Rob. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> like going back to that suit. Um, the suit in the Dark Knight trilogy. I know it's supposed to be a very tactile, very realistic take on the bat suit, but still, I appreciate how they how they really went into it as deep as they could. Yeah, I just wish that they well, maybe they wanted to separate themselves from this more mm. because these were still fresh in everyone's minds. This original series, it's true, and they were going their own di- direction with it. And, and I mean, who knows? Maybe from here on in, we'll see more of that. Because I mean, I'm looking at Ben Affleck's suit, and it, it doesn't look the most technical thing. No, it looks very it, simple. It looks it looks technical with something covering it up. Yeah. It looks like material. It doesn't look yes. like armor. looks like material, but it, when you look up close at it, you can tell that there's like something under there. Yeah. So then, then He's probably, he's probably a, really flexible arm. and probably... Yeah. I mean, there was a short film that there was like Batman vs. Alien Predator. Oh. But no, I know. I know the he's concept of the suit. in the head with a lead pipe. Yeah, but like that suit, like the cloth suit, could, could work. You could have material. You could pseudo-size for it to be bulletproof or something like that, or... Not Whatever. really because of ballistics and... Or at least, like, That would be way pseudoscience. That would be like blank man levels of pseudoscience. <laughs> Only my costume's bulletproof! <laughs> I got the painted target on my ass! <laughs> I love Blank Man. <laughs> David Allen Greer. Blank Man is a great movie. Oh, Blank Man is hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe we should do a Blank Man challenge. Blank Man. Blank Man is the best thing ever. <laughs> Oh, man. Manelli, you're going down. Manelli, are you gay? <laughs> Bam! <laughs> and of course, that statue right there is hooked up exactly to his computer. Where he sticks his predator blood in and watches his uh, CGI video. He watches the intro to X-Men. <laughs> Podcast is sponsored by Lay's. Yeah, Lay's I, I, potato I, chips. Not really. Right, where's copyright Lay's 2015? Yep. Go ahead. You can say it. you're a genius. So we don't get sued. <laughs> so from this day on, Batman is no more. This is so jarring. And this is all he does is just turn everything off. Like he doesn't have like any like documents to shred or like a Dark Knight. Like in Dark Knight, we at least see him doing more to erase being Batman than just turning shit off with his remote control. Hmm. But this is so jarring, though. Like, with the deleted scenes in place, this wouldn't be as jarring. Because he would have felt, he still would have had, would have felt that guilt being there and probably didn't want to bring that up anymore. Hence why he turns everything off. I feel like it's jarring in a WTF sense. Like, huh? Where did this come from? Right. Because like, like he wants, oh, we talked over the bat smile. Oh. All right, he smiles. Good, good for him. But anyway, I feel like the, the deleted scenes would have would have helped make this more understandable, and I feel like the emotional context would still have been the same. It's like, oh no, Batman's giving up being Batman, but now it's just like, wait a minute, Batman's giving up being Batman for what? You know? For a woman, <laughs> John, like a woman, <laughs> a woman, so ugly on the out on the inside, she couldn't dare be ugly on the outside. 
like Superman giving up his powers for a woman and then somehow making it out of the Arctic without freezing to death to a truck stop where he got beat up. And then walking back with no gloves or a hat. And scream for Father to help him. Yeah, probably. And depending on what cut of the movie, Marlon Brando or Green Crystal giving him his powers back. My son, I will give you your powers. My son, I'll make you an offer you can't refuse. I'll give you your powers back. But if I do you this favor, you will have to do a favor for me, even though I will exist no longer. A father becomes a son, a son becomes a father. <laughs> son becomes oranges and the father. <laughs> and he drops dead of a heart attack in front of his grandson. He should have just taken the bat suit and gone out and been Batman. Might as well. Probably will get killed his first day. <laughs> Gun down. Why didn't he ride his motorcycle out there? I guess he wants to be quiet. I guess because that's a loud metallic tunnel. So sound that's really like a sound of reverberating. It's not an already loud motorcycle engine would be reverberating everywhere. It's kind of like in Dawn of the Dead when when the biker gang rides into the mall. All that marble. Oh yeah. It set off all the alarms in, in there. Huh. Ah, these look like two little kids. And this is the second Batman movie in a row that takes place on a holiday. The first one being Christmas. Mm-hmm. And this one Halloween. That, yeah, but Batman Returns took place on... Christmas time. Yeah, yeah. And so it's around Halloween, the long Halloween. The next one should have taken place on April Fool's Day, and it was just a big joke to the crowd. Because <laughs> it was a big Batman, joke to everybody yeah, else. Batman and Robin should have just taken place on April Fool's Day. Joel Schumacher saying, April Fool's, uh, here's your uh, Batman movie. <laughs> blam, blam. Ah, little kids, hey. They probably get full Hershey bars walking all the way out there to Wayne Manor. Well, he's rich, so he may just shortchange them and say, you're young and overprivileged. Okay, Says so the guy who was young and overprivileged when he was... Well, that's what they all say. That's yeah. what rich people nowadays say. When, when gas was like 50 cents and they were able to go to college and buy a house by the age of 21. Yeah. But young people are... are again, we're getting political. I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize again for my language. Yeah, it's political a, and, and vulgar. Excuse me. Now I always wonder. Ew, I about to kiss. <laughs> then they were too. Now I always wonder what Batman Triumphant would have been like. What with the uh, the, the the fifth Batman movie that would have with, been directed with by Schumacher Schum- and by Joel Schumacher. <laughs> yeah, Batman and Robin been successful. And Nicolas Cage would have been Scarecrow. Would he? Was it? Was it? Jim talked about it. He was considered really. And Jack Nicholson coming back in the cameo as Joker, which would have I thought been cool. That would have been interesting. But like, all right, if Nicolas Cage was then assigned Superman, then he probably wouldn't have been Scarecrow. He probably would, he probably would have been somebody else. Well, at, at the time, what was his? Well, at the time, what was his status of the Superman project? Was he already out by then? Was this? Was it before he came in? Batman and Robin is one one of the reasons why Superman lives is canned because of the the failure of superhero movies. Yeah, and they wanted to have more than they were planning, like with Flash and stuff like that, to be done and such. After Superman lives. They did spawn. (laughs) I like that movie. You won a few. Okay. (laughs) I I think John Leguizamo was the only good part of that movie. And Michael Michael J. White. Michael J. White was good. Martin Sheen was cool, too. In my overacting way. But bad crispy. Bad crispy, crispy, (laughs) crispy. Uh, Oh, what? It's not fair. It's not fair, my bulger. And didn't uh, Blade come out shortly after that? 97. Yeah, there you go. 97 98. So, yeah, like... Superman movies weren't dead. No, Blade was the one who saved it. 
Yeah. If Blade was not successful, I doubt X-Men would have been greenlit. And without that being successful, Spider-Man would have been greenlit. Without X-Men being successful, none of this would be here. No. So, I always think of, if I had to create like a Mount Rush for the four most important filmmakers when it comes to superhero movies, it goes Dick Donner, uh, Brian Singer, Chris Nolan, then John Favreau. Don't Joss Whedon. Well... Without Favreau... Because if, if the Avengers thing failed, that literally could have been the end for superhero movies if Avengers bombed, because that's what they were building up to. Yeah, but like without John Favreau's Iron take Man, on, yeah. on Iron Man, with that sub that scene at the end, it probably wouldn't have worked. There's a reason why I don't have Tim Burton up there, because it's like, uh, he didn't care about the comic book. He, he didn't care about it. He did He did two. One that was amazing. One that really like boarded up. Yeah. One that made it huge. And it proved that Superman was not a fluke. Yes. What the problem was is that a lot of the superhero movies of the early 90s that you saw were, were, were just, just like, oh, this is successful. Slap us something together. Uh, Roger Corman, make us something for a million dollars that we can hold on to the license rights to. Uh, yeah. Make a Captain America movie. Oh, it stinks? All right, let's never put it in theaters. Yeah. Ha, <laughs> ha, I'm going to be sick. I'm going to be sick. Carjack! Excuse me, I'm going to be sick. Yes, you have to. <laughs> any of you out there, I'm a big Red Letter Media fan. That Their series is best of the worst. Uh, they do an episode on... Um, Supergirl, Captain America, 1990 Captain America, and 94 Fantastic Four. Oh my god, that Michael Goff stuntman. That Michael Goff stuntman. Not if that was really him. Nope. I'm not too old. <laughs> it just, just got caned in the head and falls down. <laughs> and, like, and then picked up like that and thrown into a closet. That's his last day of shooting. For yeah, that was his last day of shooting. <laughs> that was his last day of living. <laughs> no wonder he, no wonder he, he uh, resorted to nothing but like voice roles after that. And the pain that he was showing in Batman and Robin, that was really... That was really... That was leftover injuries. That's why he was bedridden. I had to write it into the script. Because he get the shit beat out of him in this movie. Now, does Two-Face's gang know Bruce Wayne's Batman? Um... Or do they just, they're just raiding Batman Bruce Wayne's house? I'm going to say they don't know that Bruce Wayne is Batman. I'm going to say that... Because we never see any of them follow the Riddler into the Batcave. Right. I'm going to say that... Because of the simple fact that these guys have basically just become your stereotypical bank robbers who are robbing a rich guy's house. Mm-hmm. And they get paid to follow orders. So, oh, take that girl. You know, I'm going to shoot him in the head. Yeah. Maybe it dawns on one of them, wow, this guy can really fight. You know, he beat us all up. Yeah. Oh, Batman punched me like that last time. Hmm. Look at him slide across this table and take out these pumpkins. That's really cool. <laughs> And the most untwo faced two faced thing to do in the world. They keep spinning to get to the To get what he wants. Yep. I want a prop of that. I want the the Riddler bombs. You probably make one. It looks so simple. Let's get like a baby's toy or something. Just paint it. Attach a couple like plastic wings. Yeah, the Riddler re re flipping the coin. And just being discouraged at the first part. Like that that's just Riddler or Two Face. I mean, Two Face. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely completely okay because Two Face, everything's dependent on the coin. If he's showing dissatisfaction at, at the coin's decision, then that means he's capable of free will. Yeah, and and that's the case. Why don't you shoot him? Why am I listening to this coin? Yeah, ba boom, beam, boom, beam, beam. Strike and. Ball grab. Scratch himself. Because we're going full cartoon at this point. Oh yeah, this has gone off the rails. 
this is silly cartoonish stuff. Yep. Nonsense. And we start out the sequence with a really cool emotional scene with Bruce Wayne remembering his parents and experiencing Bat the first time, and now we're just blowing up the Batmobile. So we brought up a good point on another podcast, but if that was the Anton first 89 Batmobile, do you think that would have been more emotional? Absolutely. Yeah, versus this one we That's just the saw. the Batmobile we love, you know? If it were the 89 Batcave. Yeah, what? Everything 89. They blew, the, they blew the top part of the Batmobile off, so he has the bad go-kart in the next one. That's true. How, you know how many freaking, like, flies must be stuck in his teeth in, in Batman and Robin from driving with them? <laughs> yeah. Robin doesn't wear a helmet. Very unsafe. It's, very, it's a poor image for children. And he's driving on a hand. Yeah. A big, a big statue arm. <laughs> the convenience of the plot, we can't kill him. I just love the CG of that scene in Batman and Robin when they're driving on the statue arm. The, yeah, the yeah, cars it's... have the physics of big rigs. <laughs> they just stick to it. Man, uh, they, yeah, we can drive on this uneven surface and not fall off of it. Yep. Please get the camera that far away from his face. His face is really obnoxious. Somehow, he's not dead. He only got his skull... It, it got grazed. It grazed his head. It grazed Didn't his head. Didn't you see Rob Zombie's Halloween 2? Oh, yeah. Even a forty-five Magnum, as long as it, as long as the bullet just goes like that, you won't, you won't have your head cleaved off. Yeah, but it'll just make you more violent and orgasm while you kill. <laughs> make you woof like a dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the cowardly, cowardly lion. That's Michael Myers. <laughs> and a roof. And a kill. I... <laughs> Could kill everyone of Haddonfield. <sighs> Old habits die hard. Unlike Die Hard 5, that dies rather quickly. And easily. Dies hard. <laughs> Master Dick has run away. The cave has been destroyed. And there's Listen. another riddle. But I've got some good news. I just saved 15% of my car insurance. First wish in the Geico. dun 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 might as well then. By taking, I just saved fifty percent of my contracts by taking the destroyed Batmobile off of my insurance. <laughs> <laughs> this would be a cool jacket. Chris Jericho has one like that, doesn't? He? Oh yeah. They come out in that every time. Break the wall, dude. He should buy that. I mean, he's hammy enough to do that. Why not? My, and he's just, he should have links on his podcast to sell it because he's just Mister. Impeccable, and, and he's got all this money until until the unfair government makes him pay more in taxes because he's richer than all of us combined. And then he has to go back to WWE to get pay more money. He's still working for them. He does. He wrestles house shows. Really? He, yeah, he's not on TV because he, he he's not the biggest. He loves doing TV, but at the same time, it's harder because they got to have him in the storyline and everything. There's got to be stuff prepared on a house show. He could just show up and wrestle for fun. Sure. He was at that uh, Beast in the East uh, special last week. Right, I heard that that went over pretty successful. Yeah. He was in the opening match against Adrian Noble. How'd that go? Very, it was great, great match. I found out the two of them wrestling. I'm like, oh my god, I'm going to put my laptop down and watch this. So, what do you think of Stone Cold? Now we're getting off topic, folks. But yeah, I know, I know. I know. Batman solves riddles. That would enigma. Um, Stone Cold being a promo and on the cover of the new game. Um, money licensing. You don't think there's anything? He's been, he's been, I don't know. I'm not, I'm going to say never say never, but I mean, the guy's neck is so messed up that he could risk permanent paralysis from doing it. I know, I know he's denied 
the fact, like, even though that, I don't think it's that, worth it. that plan, that little drop of the Brock Lesnar match dropped from the, excuse me, Paul Heyman interview. But, I mean, it's cool to hope. Nice to see. If it's wants to send out WrestleMania 32, that's one way to do it. That's, see, that's the thing. I don't think it's worth doing because what does Austin have to prove? It would be like another old guy getting back in the ring when he doesn't need to. That's true. His legacy is far cemented, and I mean, his health would be seriously at risk, especially because Brock Lesnar is a hard-hitting person. Yeah. You don't exactly tell Brock Lesnar to tone it down, because if you did, then that would take away everything that... Like, no, you, you'll be able to tell. So we're going to have a guy who's practically paralyzed go in there against Brock Lesnar. Like, that's, a one, that's a pretty one-sided fight. Yeah. Oh, the first shot of the back butt. Mm, that back butt, back though. Song. I never knew what that was. I, see, that's the thing. That oh, It looked like a butt... But I never for years thought that was, because I didn't, that would be too obvious. Like, yeah. It's a shoulder or something. Why does it look like a butt? It is. And we're going to hang our bat wing like a bat. Must be a pain in the ass to park it. Build that. Oh, and the Robin suit. We, I like his suit. I do, too. It's modeled off the Tim Drake suit, which I, which is the definitive Robin suit. For you? Oh, I would say the definitive Robin suit of the modern era. Yeah. It is... Yeah, the pixie boots for the Dick Grayson it, it, golden... It worked for for the 1940s acrobat-based superhero right. look. It, it, it probably should have changed several times over... Before the, that. In the, before the 90s. Yeah. But I do not like Batman's suit in this. I do not like the... the second little, suit. Yeah, this little silver-y... When I saw this in the theaters, right when they shook hands, the whole audience, you know... Huge ovation. Oh, yeah, because we've been building up for this yep. the entire movie. Three movies, and this is right there. Yeah! And it's upside down. The movie got, when I was in theater, the movie got a standing applause by everyone, so. No, because it's it, fun. It, it it's fun. A, it's, that's, that's, that's the point. That's I think that's the reason why I like this more than Returns. It's a fun movie. That's why I feel like we argue about this every time. I feel like that's what's missing from, or or at least what appears to be missing from the upcoming Batman vs. Right, and Man of Steel. Man of Steel just did not feel fun. It felt dark and drab. But that, then again, I think of it this way. It's, it's definitely a taste movie, Man of Steel. It's a quiet taste. It's not like the Marvel movies. It's a four-quadrant movie. It's meant for everybody. That's easily accessible. Man of Steel is definitely different. And I like that for the sake of at least like a little different. Like, you grew up with Chris Reeve as Superman and you're a Superman and... Folks, I, if, folks, if you hear the sound of a uh, fist flying and, and stuff being broken, it's just us. We've gotten into a fist fight over Man of Steel again. <laughs> will, you go, will you go with me to see Batman v Superman? I don't want to. Okay. At least I asked. I, I don't want to. I, I will watch it with you when it, I just don't want to pay my my money to go to the theater for that. You'll pay me to go see Terminator Genesis? I'm not paying for that. I told you. My oh, friend, right, my right, friend right. Has, a, has, a, has a something off... Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Or, or free tickets. So. My bad. Dude, the only movies I've been to this year was with you to see Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street. Really? All I've seen in the theaters this year because nothing that, nothing's interesting to me. Oh, well, I mean Mad Max and Avengers, but yeah. it's just like, the money's been tight. Gotcha. To those at home, I'm, I'm poor. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so poor I can't afford to pay attention. <laughs> Which is why I can't sit through these movies. <laughs> right, that's why you got to have me come over and deal with it. No, but as, they, as they play Battleship with the... As we play, as we play Electronic Battle... Bat, we put the bat in Battleship. Aha! I see what you said there. I accept, well, I, mean, I accept Man of Steel. That's why I didn't give you the Blu-ray. Yeah, because... And I questioned it. I'm like, I really? Be, I begrudgingly accept it. Yeah. I mean, it, it's... We needed something new that was separate from, Christ, from Christopher Reeve. 
And the problem was, was that Christopher Reeves and left Richard such Downs, a huge impression. It was perfect for Superman. So perfect. Yeah. That, like, even if you try to be different from it, you almost accidentally find yourself falling into it, you know? Right. I mean, like, there are moments that Henry Cavill, when he's being his charming self, I'm like, you kind of can't help but think, like, oh, that's that's a very Christopher Reeves thing to do. I, I, I just, I, I think we've gone for My wishes for that would have been, Lois Lane doesn't find out his identity, so we can keep keep the uh, the mystery of their romance going, which is it's one of the best romances in comics, where and it's very symbolic for many people, where you're you know you're this great guy deep down, but the 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 person the the, the version of yourself that you project to others may not get what you want. Like Superman knowing he's Superman deep down, but he's got to be Clark Kent on the outside. Right, but also one of the greatest moments is when they're married and they're fully aware of who he is. Well, we can get we can get to that. That's true, but I feel like... get us there. I, I think it was definitely... Nancy was definitely like, all right, they've done this, let's do this. I, it, was definitely, it was definitely a check... Bo- a check well, like, oh, these things have been checked, let's do something else instead. And hence the non-linear storytelling. But... As we, we cut back to Thunderball me. here, with bothered a, me the worst. What the non-linear storytelling didn't bother me the worst. I mean, it felt weird, but I, but I, I, I I'm, I'm cool with it. Yeah, not accepted. I'm cool with it. As Batman probably drowns these uh, goons. Well, we want to do something else. Superman's father dies in Man of Steel, as he does in Donner Superman. Yeah, but it was definitely a different way. It was that, it was his own volition. It wasn't a heart attack. It was a tornado, <laughs> <laughs> and it was his own volition. It's just as destructive as the finale. <laughs> <laughs> his father even gets killed in a horrible way, just like everyone else. <laughs> Swept up in a tornado, pinned together by cars, saying, I wish I didn't make Waterworld. <laughs> that was his that was his penance for That was his penance for Waterworld and the postman. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was corporate Hollywood getting back for him for that machine he built that would have gotten all the oil out of the Gulf. Oh man. I wonder if it was Mel Gibson that played a Pop Kent. Oh, he'd be blaming the Jews on tornadoes. <laughs> he'd be saying, Superman, you're, you're Jewish. Stop you. Oh, man. So you're the answer to all our prayers, son. You can get rid of all of them. <laughs> I, I apologize to our audience for the third time for yes. that offend you. Oh, man. Woo, I mean, I wouldn't have had the Roman. I would have had Lois Lane makes the connection that this guy with the S on chest is the alien that I've been looking after. Never makes the Kent connection. I would have had more of Superman, you know, once once he gets the suit and discovers who he is, going around using his power for good, saving people, well, doing stuff. So he's known. I realized starting to get hold on, starting to gain the public's trust, and then when these aliens come, the people have to decide: do we want this guy who's been helping us to turn himself over, and then ha- not have total destruction, but have property damage, right? Like. Superman 2 level. Have, have the gravity weapon, have it cause destruction, but not, like, turn people literally into powder. Right. That that General Zod picks up with his hands. I have, that, have no people. Because you, we spend the whole movie, Superman being told, you can save everyone, you're going to save everyone, you're a hero, and then he only saves five, he saves Lois Lane and a family of four. <laughs> That's it. The thing that was... Oh, like, he's on the other side of the world, punching through a laser. Chris Reeves had 12 years in Fortress of Solitude to develop his powers, what he can do with them, and his moral standing. He got his powers, and then... I'd say he always had his moral standing. But his moral standing instilled by his, his birth his father. family, yeah. But no, but his birth father, when it came to... We missed Holy Rust his Metal. Holy Rust his Metal, Batman. We're so off track. But it's okay. It's, it's, more, it's more entertaining than this scene right now. Well, I mean, this is, this is where it's gone off the rails. This is where Two-Face is... No, this, this is pure... 
Death Trap right here. This is, this is James Bond Death Trap. Two-Face has been relegated to side villain now. Yep. Even though he had a huge poster along with the other three main characters of this movie. Yeah. Robin says, I'd rather see you when he tries to take the high road and... and, and uh, it, it pays and uh, bites him in the, the tush. Not obviously. <laughs> yeah. It bites him in the tush. He's helping. He's like, no, you like lift his ass up and you punch him in the face. Yeah. Then you clock him. You don't let him put his arm around you. And pull out Jerry uh, Harry's gun and put it against you. No, you mean to tell me he can't disarm... Well, he's just an acrobat at this point. That means he's irresponsible for letting a young person be brought into danger like this. But that's always, that's always the argument of putting a child uh, person in danger like Robin. Yep. And now here's the point where he breaks this spike death trap and he creates the pit for Mortal Kombat 2. Mortal Kombat! Well, Mortal Kombat 1, that one has, this one has the spikes. Yeah. See, I never knew what the hell was going on with this. It's cut so in close. Yeah, it, it, the coverage is terrible. On this. What basically happens is, is Batman, he uses his, like, super boots or whatever to um, push backwards against the force of that and sort of causes the causes it to tip over. Yeah. The spikes, thus breaking the, the simple chain mechanism they had. They have all this advanced technology, but they just use a simple you know, medieval, medieval chain. But this fish island, I feel like the fish island is appropriate because it's a dome structure. Yeah, no, that, that's appropriate. It gives and, it. Yeah, how did this get up? Now he's Joker. his Ziggy Stardust outfit. <laughs> I almost said Joker. It's Riddler. David Bowie Riddler. Happy birthday to you, Batman. Happy birthday to you, Batman. But he chases between you and me. And, and me. me. And me. And secondary, man. <laughs> I'm not Two-Face, I'm Secondary Man. I'm Secondary, I put the, the suck in Secondary. Roll with it, people. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it. it's eclectic. It's different. I bet it is. So in his little box. Feed me credit card. That's how we got my credit card number the other day. Ah, that's, uh, that's how my credit card number got stolen. Little White Lies. Why is he still standing there? Do something! Throw a battering at him! He can't stop you! Well, he doesn't know yet that he has them imprisoned and that the press of the button on his stick That's true. will cause them to fall to their deaths. But then again, well, actually, no. If he if he uh, pressed the button, they would just fall to their death on the ground right there. Yeah. No, because it's a hologram the rest of the set. They're just falling through. Don't we see a uh, thing open up? It's a hologram in certain parts, but... I think for structure and load... I've been very architectural today. Oh, very. For load-bearing load uh, applications, they just put a hole in the bottom, which is bad, because if you put a hole in any of your basement beams, your floor will collapse. Huh. See, she's walking across that. Good point. I think only parts of it are. I think okay. around what Batman is. We'll, we'll see later once the floor yeah. glitches out. Once it does its Batman or origins, uh, Arkham Origins impression, and glitches it out. Yeah. Uh, oh. I've been playing that again, and I'm, I'm, I'm so sick of these effing glitches. I haven't had a glitch. Effing glitches and bugs. I drive me up the, the wall. They drive me batty. The only like weird glitch it has when you try and fast travel, the audio gets a little messed up in a little cutscene with him going up to the Yes. Well, one thing I was having trouble with was um, when you're going through the GCPD, mm-hmm. and there's the room Which where... Which was a pain uh, in the ass. Eh, I didn't mind it. I got through it pretty well. When, uh, was it, Officer Brandon is there, Sergeant Brandon is there, and you have to like look at him, and then it unlocks his profile. I was having trouble getting the damn profile unlocked to activate. Really? Yeah. Huh. Holding the floor. And I'm just so pissed at Warner Brothers for openly saying, oh, yes, we're not going to continue working on fixing issues. We're going to continue development in single player content <laughs> that you have to pay for instead of making the game function and work with it. That's why I'm in the problem. I have video games these days. 
Until you're giving up. Apology number four, why I don't, uh, hope I don't offend any of you basement dwelling gamers down there. And apology oh, number oh, five look. for people, and I know not everyone that lives in the basement. The, the neckbeards? Apology number six for, <laughs> for Tim, not everyone who lives in the basement and plays video games has a beard around their neck that they don't shave off. It's too lazy. And it's we don't have we we to be that PC. This is our program. Expressing ourselves. Da, 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 da. But yeah, Arkham Origins, is, I believe, is really what made me feel uninterested in Arkham Knight. Well, having to buy a new system... Yes, that's, that's especially since I can't afford one at the yeah, moment. Yeah, same, neither can I. I could get one, but I'll be like, uh... Um, it's $400. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you might get a good sale, but still, like, well, PlayStation 4 is like the cost of one of my car payments, so... Yeah. Alright, and then the bat lenses for the first time, which I don't see why you needed. A remote control battering, I think. Yeah, I guess so. Remote control. He was controlling it with his eyes. Alright, now the, see the floor around Behind him. him. Behind okay. him glitches out. Gotcha. Apparently, Riddler's entire place was only made out of holograms. Uh-huh. So if something was glitching out while he's peeing in the bathroom. Does that mean <laughs> people could see through the wall? And, oh! and now his skull is being... He's turning the metaphor. Really this. What is three inches and unimpressive? <laughs> you just fan of this movie. Yes. Yeah. And I do find funny they make a virgin joke about Hold on, Nicole, Nicole Kidman. Yeah, Nicole Kidman's butt up. No, no, no. Whatever. I'll, 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 pretend it, I'll pretend it's her. <laughs> face. Alright, the face. Yes, we fell at the same time, yet one's falling faster than the other. Physics. Physics and, and the uh, bat grappling hook that is located in his arm. That we never saw before. Of high tensile wire that could, is not only thin enough to store a lot of it, <laughs> but strong enough to support body weight and be just jerked violently. But this is pretty cool, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, as a kid, I loved the idea of, like, the grappling hooks in, in the gauntlets. I thought that was incredible. Yeah. I used to always, like, play Batman in my backyard with my step-siblings and stuff. Even especially if we saw Batman and Robin. Mm. That, there was a lot of just concept art and a lot of advertisement and a lot of just... A lot of just presentation to it right that had a huge impact on me I was buying the toys and everything it wasn't and that's I think is what made the movie work for me as a kid I didn't really think it started to suck until I was like a late teenager right no because then you start to realize everything sucks I was a kid attracted to the product placement of course so was I but then you become a teenager like everything sucks and then except Nintendo 64 I always loved that oh yeah hey Harvey Dent's gonna come back for one moment until Two-Face because we have to, because we remember that he's still there. Yeah, sadly. And we have to kill him because we killed someone in the last two movies. Yep. And after he says thank you, you've always been a true friend. I'm gonna kill you. Oh, Batman's a dick. Batman's <laughs> <laughs> an asshole. I would never be friends with Batman. Look no, you, you just thank die. You, thank you. You've always been a true friend. So instead of like hooking me up with one of those grappling hooks, I know you have stored in your arm. I'm going to let you fold your death so I can please a teenager. Yep. And the most gratifying look on his face, like... Uh, it looks like he uh, just busted a huge... Uh, yeah. And... Hey, heads up. Positive. Uh, symbology there. Symbologically. What is the symbolism? What is the symbolism? Broken keyboard, looks like. 
Um, it's like my house when things don't work. <laughs> Everything's broken do on the look, floor. Do you look like a tramp afterwards? Yes. Out of all the rage. <laughs> I can't That's what I say to the game I couldn't beat. <laughs> Sitting there, makeup all smeared, hair everywhere. Why can't I kill you? Oh, the boss in the game I was just playing that I just destroyed. Oh, Wilbur. So have you beat Arkham Origins? Oh, yeah. I beat it when I first got it. No, no, Like you said, like... In my second time around? Yeah. No, not yet. Where are you in it? Um... I just got out of the GCPD and destroyed all six of Penguin's crates. I'm going for the 100% single-player completion. Gotcha. Which, when I first played through it, I got everything except for those Dark Knight challenges. Right. Which kind of agitate the crap out of me because you have to do them in order. Yeah. And with the Predator Room ones, yeah. once you beat the main story, there's some you cannot go back and do over. Gotcha. There's no occasion for the for you to complete some of those Predator Rooms, uh, so... What was it? Like, I beat Origins on Asylum in a weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got 72% in Asylum. Yeah, that's like the, that's like the hundred percent for single player. Then the reigning thirties challenge maps. Yeah, no, like it's hey, it's a character called Doctor Burton. And oh my god, and, looks. He, and he looks all disheveled and weird, like he makes crazy movies. Yeah, he makes crazy movies. And hell, and married a Helen Bottom Carter. He looked like the kind of person who would be would marry that. I would. Yeah, she's you got money, why not? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, again, an apology number seven for. Uh, Saying I would marry a woman only for money. <laughs> women are a treasure to be. Hell yeah, it's but no, but look at Bob Kane's wife. Yes. Door uh, swings both ways there. I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Burton tells me. You know who Batman is? I can't tell you, see. Please. Jim Carrey being wacky. <laughs> Wilbur. Who is Batman? I'm And of course the whole Batman. audience laughed in theaters. Yeah. One thing I remember about this movie, I think the thing I remember most about this movie in the theater was I forgot to pee before I went, so I was holding a horrible oh. having to pee feeling for two hours straight. I don't I had to like half an hour into Return of the King I had to pee. And I held it for the rest of the movie. Oh, and from the beginning? Yeah. Ouch. Yeah, it hurt. Three and a half hours or whatever it was. Yep. That's how I'm going to come out. <laughs> this is a urinary thing. It's gonna, that's what's going to be my downfall. The kidneys will explode. Ah! I saw Return of the King. Have my family sue uh, Peter Jackson. Then you could make The Hobbit. I could probably make it better. I don't think it was bad. It was, it was the Can you name all the dwarves? Uh, sleepy, grumpy, sleepy. <laughs> Go for a doc. <laughs> Happy dopey. Uh, no, I just, I just feel like uh, it's enjoyable, but it wasn't the level. It was the appetizer before the main course, Yeah, as many have said. Yeah, but now we just gotta watch I this. Mean, I had fun. It's well, They're well made. Yeah. No, he's gotta wait for the Similarian, he, if he's ever gonna do that. I, think he, I think he included enough in the Similarian. Oh, like all the like appendices that end yes. up in the regular story. Similarian is like the book of Genesis of, of Lord of the Rings. That was and half then, written by, oh, at least partially written by Christopher Tolkien. And we end running to the camera because we're like na 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 uh, yeah, so, th- thoughts? Um, enjoyable. You can tell it's... Serviceable. You can tell it's serviceable as issues, but you'll still have fun while watching it. Right. 
I, I, I liken it a lot to like Michael Bay's Ninja Turtles, except less dumb. Yeah, like, this, this is less dumb. This is less dumb. Michael Bay's Ninja Turtles is dumb as hell, but you, but it's still fun. I still had fun while watching it. Yeah, well, also we went in with such low expectations. We went in such low, low expectations, and unfortunately, that's where it is right now. Where it's like the only way to be happy with the movie is to go in with such low expectations and not be disappointed. Right. I'm looking forward more to the sequel now because it's got Stephen Amell who's playing uh, Casey Jones. Who he, he's big on as the use of bow and arrow. Yeah, it's Casey Jones. And will that it be like your stereotypical sporting that's bow and arrow like Casey Jones would carry? <laughs> like, like you're just like fiberglass bow and arrow that he picked out of the garbage. And then you have Seamus is either Bebop or Rocksteady. They need to get Cam Clark back to voice Rocksteady. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, I don't know, boss! <laughs> they are stupid! They are babies! Alright, they're stupid babies. They're stupid infants. <laughs> babies! Yeah, get, get David Warner back. He's not doing anything. Just have him record things as Ra's al Ghul, or Ra's al Ghul, I should say, and I'll be happy. But he's doing bit parts these days. <laughs> Alright, the credits are rolling, and... The Seal is probably playing by now. Yeah, and he's we probably... We know, we have the volume down. Yeah, but he's also probably thinking about Heidi Klum and how he wants... How he A wants kiss from her rose. Ha! <laughs> uh, like I say... Your final thoughts. Oh, yeah, I'm saying... I, I find it... From an entertainment point of view, I think it's easier for me to put this on The Batman Returns. I mean... It is, it is a big dumb movie. It is cartoony at times, but I mean, eighty nine is still my favorite out of these four. Oh yeah, I, don't uh, I think that's. But like, how I'd rank them is probably eighty nine. This, um, Batman Returns, then Batman and Robin. You probably switch out this and Batman Returns. Um, I don't know. I, I, I would. I think I might give them a tie in some ways, in some respects. But then there's a serious drop off when it comes to Batman and Robin. Yes, but I can still watch Batman and Robin. Right. I can still watch it and I can still laugh at it and find, find, yeah. <laughs> I can find it watchable. Right. And upcoming episodes, I don't know what episode it will be, but we have another Batman commentary coming up soon <laughs> um, for Batman Begins for the 10 year anniversary. Yes. And my friend Justin, who him and I are huge Christopher Nolan fans all of his entire um, filmography, so he'll probably be joining us for that. And, well... My name is Timothy Rooney. You join with me as always. Mike Wilson. And if you want to follow me at, on Twitter, go to Timothy Rooney 2. And if you, for my tweets about movies and such, if you want to find my short films and such, go to YouTube and Through the Lens Productions. And we'll talk to you soon on more geek and pop culture situations and. Adult situations. <laughs> adult situations and material. <laughs>